captured Master Callista, we have been betrayed. The War Master has turned for the life of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra. They carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the war is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the War Master's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will duty end. Good evening, and welcome to episode 7 of Year 5 of Edge of Empire. I am Rob, and I am joined this evening by the inestimable Mr. Michael Bottrell. Hello. The incalculably aged Graham Mills. <laughs> Hello. And the incorrigible Christopher Mills, Esquire. Sorry, Rob. Apparently you're incorrigible. Am I? Yeah, uh, uh, he doesn't know the meaning uh. of the word. He literally doesn't. <laughs> what do you mean I don't know the meaning of that? Excuse me. No, Ro- Chris doesn't know the meaning of Oh, right, of okay. I, have you ever seen on, Scott? What am I watching? You... I was trying to sort my internet connection out and suddenly I'm getting abused. All right, okay. I was doing but... a Scott Pilgrim line. All oh, right, oh, I've, I've, not, I've never seen that. I, I, I called you incorrigible, old boy. Oh, I in, see. In the best possible way, saying you're a bit of a rake, a bit of a card. A bit of a card. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A cat and a bounder and a fiend. Um, I don't know whether you're putting you're into that to sort the, of Terry wrong, Thomas. You're talking to the wrong Mills, brother. That's yeah, I think you're probably right. I've I got to be honest with you. I, I, Chris is more of a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a particular villain. <laughs> oh, well. Shall we record this again or shall I tell people no, what we've got no, to look forward I, to? No, I, I think maybe <laughs> I'm trying to think. What a, uh, How about you tell us what we've got to look forward to then? Yeah, yeah do that. We, we've got we've got Chris in a tweed cap calling someone a dirty rotter. Yes. Um, we've got a look at this month's new releases, uh, an update of what we've been up to, a run yes. through this month's news. Uh, we have a report in from Warhammer Fest Online as well. And then Engine Kill, Michael and Chris are reviewing the new Loyalist Legios book. And finally, Graham talks to some twit about painting a shed. Yeah. It's well Which, received, I thought. Uh, Rob's paint shack. Yeah, yeah. I think we recorded so. that uh, at an early morning this week. At an early morning start, so we uh, we had a breakfast breakfast meeting in the in the oh, shack. Ah, nice. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it was very good. nice. Nice sunny morning. You've already recorded uh, it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, uh, we talked scrambled, scrambled eggs and salmon. Was it for the pair it, of you? It wasn't actually. It was. Uh, it was a bacon. No, it was bacon and uh, black pudding sandwiches. Well, of course, that's true. You're Yorkshire. Uh, North. No. So yes, but it's very good. We, this this month we were talking about uh, beginner's guide to airbrushing, or how to start, how to get the piece together, and also we talked a bit about the uh, um my dalliance with oil paints after Rob's recommendation last month. Yeah. Yes, it was good. Very good. I look forward to listening to that. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. He will. He's got to edit it yet. Should we crack on with the new releases then? We can. We have a list. I know. We've actually got some. Okay, so let's take a look at what we've been able to uh, purchase this month, because obviously buying stuff is our favourite part of the hobby. Hell yeah. <laughs> I am, I'm actually joking. You're the worst one of the four of us. I, I just remember there was, a, the, there was, a, um, there was a, um, a thing years ago, one of the la- very last um, Warhammer um, Games Day. I was going to say Warhammer games, it was just games days. And they were like, yeah, you can indulge in your favorite hobby, buying Warhammer. And it was like, no, no, that's not our favorite part of the hobby. But yep. <laughs> it, it totally is. Can we, should, should we have a virtual hands up, chaps, of who, who here around this virtual roundtable has used somebody else's card without telling them to buy stuff from Forge World? Oh, no, I've never done that. I nope. paid them back. You still... You you played the right notes, just not necessarily in the right order. Yes. It's going to be that kind of evening, isn't it? It it's already sort of started. evening. Uh, let's, let's get some black out of okay. up in a minute. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about new releases then. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we'll start off with the Hor- uh, with Adeptus Titanicus, the Horus Heresy rulebook, and the fact that you weren't able to buy this up until now separately without buying the start set just annoyed me a massive amount. And that's okay. why they released it. They thought we're not going to have Mr. B's ire any longer. You know, we've mm. seen the because it's like if you want to get into the game, you've you've got to go and buy a starter set. No we've, choice. We've seen the message strewn on the uh, factory opposite, written in a uh, mysterious brown uh, material. <laughs> Give us yeah. the rulebook. <laughs> I'm, I'm now wondering. I'm now wondering how I actually got hold of my copy of the rulebook if you couldn't buy it separately until now because I didn't buy the Grandmaster set. Yeah. It was in the starter set. And there was a box that you yeah. could buy that had like all the tokens and stuff and templates and that in it. Now I remember. Yes. I so, did. yeah, yes, it's just yes. it's annoying that it wasn't available separately. And the fact that they discontinued that rule pack for a while. It, it, I know I'm being petty, but it just irritated me. That was all. But it was twenty two pounds or eighteen pounds seventy from our friends at Element Games or seventeen pounds sixty from the outpost. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. It's the same book that was in the Grandmaster set, which got a bit a few people annoyed because the 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 um one that was in the starter set is a softback, but it's been ever so slightly re- re- no, rem- it no, it ain't. The one in the the one in the starter set was a hardback. In the Grandmaster set, it was a hardback. In the I, new starter set, I believe it's a softback. No, I've got it. I've, oh. I've got a hardback, and I got the starter set. Oh, oh, all right, fair enough. Oh, that's hard. Challenge accepted. So I've got book. it here. I'm going to have a look now. But apparently, there are some minor minor corrections in the new uh, uh, right. in the new one in the starter set it's not the but, most logically laid out rule book no it's not it's, it's it's not but anyway oh, no, it's a um, yeah it's definitely a hardback no i mean it, yeah but they've done two starter sets they've done one with the two warlords and the knights and the buildings that was the grand master set that was i had a hardback and i i'm gonna have to look it up in a minute anyway i'll move on while i'm looking that up <laughs> yeah you move, you, uh, we've got you the loyalist loyalist legio books which is absolutely phenomenal lovely book lovely lovely oh, lovely i was book. i was just so happy that that was available for download at mid well at five to midnight i just checked my account i was renewing it come on put it in the more put it in and uh 
and they did, and it was. I have, ah. the, I have the physical copy arrived on release morning. Oh, very nice. Ah, I prefer me. I prefer me uh, electronic one, but I have decided for, for AT, I'm going physical copy. So what for is, AT? What's in here then for those of us who don't know or have particularly strongly interest up oh. to this point? <laughs> So I'm so basically, all your loyalist legios that have been covered in other expansions okay. so far, the, I believe the make-your-own-legio rules that were uh, white-dwarfed have been officially No, no they, were in, they were in the previous campaign. Oh, yeah, they were in, um, was it Crucible of Retribution? Something like that, yeah. Um, they were in that. Some okay. of the stratagems have been changed a bit, haven't they? And there's a few there's new Yeah, ones. it's just basic costs and... Uh, I, I think to sum it up, it's basically a codex. So for is it like a sort of red loyalists. book, but for yeah, it's red book loyalists. Yeah, the titans. Yeah. Well, Graham, if, if you listen to the later on in the episode, perhaps me and Mr. B will go through it. Well, I can't wait. I'm all a quiver. But then again, Graham staying awake in a section to do about a book. Well, no, because he, he, he listens back to the show afterwards, bear in mind. Oh, that's true. About three thousand times normally, doesn't he? Graham is a filthy traitor player, so he's not going to have that much uh, to to do with him, really. First rule of war. No, yeah, you're, no, you're no, enemy. Exactly. No, you're enemy. But yeah, we've had a. Basically, it's just a, it's revised a few rules. It's uh, yeah, it's it's quite cool. Um, and it's a really really lovely book. I absolutely love this book so much. It is uh, just nicely put together. Loads of awesome new artwork in it. Loads of awesome new. It, it's just really really nice book. Perfect. Okay. Nice book. Um, yeah, it's hardback, thirty pounds or twenty nine ninety nine as an EPUB. Uh, or £25.50 from our friends at Element Games and £24 from our friends over in Sheffield at the Outpost. Very good. Then we've got the big boy, the War Master Titan with Plasma Destructors. £95 or £80.75 at Element Games, 76 at the Outpost. And that is just phenomenal as a model. I got... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. It's a cool looking thing, isn't he? Yeah, I, I still think he's he need needs something more obviously carapace mounted to match that traditional... I, Titan uh, you know, silhouette. I've been so impressed with the amount of these that I've seen on the uh, internet. But yes, so many people have churned them out that quick, and they do look yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, they, they've made them look nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Sure. I really want. I'm really hoping they do uh, more weapons for this because it comes with a bunch of weapons cards for the um for the cat for the like the shoulder mounts and stuff. So I really can't wait to Are see. You those. For the, what, were you waiting for what the Volkite version? <laughs> oh, I think that's uh i think that might not be happening anytime I'm soon until, i'm waiting until to do the imperator and then they have an imperator titan grade volkite weaponry might even be ap3 by then might even be ap3 it's a heck of a model that it really is it looks looks amazing i don't know if i'm going to rush out and buy one 80 quid's a fair chunk of change but um it'll be a nice thing to have wouldn't it? it would set my my legion off nicely i think it's a collector's piece for me so yeah. something, an, an aspirational the thing at this moment points wise are, it's a, a lot piece. it's a lot of points i can imagine yeah really. looks... a lot of people are saying because i think like the standard for titanic is 1750 isn't it i think that's yeah. that's the yeah. um and this is a, a good number of points and i'm trying to read exactly how many there uh, a, lot. a lot of points i can't zoom in enough with my uh, I'm, I'm i'm waiting to see in you know it's 850 points plus weapons. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Chunk of change. Yeah. I'm waiting I to see like in the next book where there's like a, a maniple of three of them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, cool cool model. Um, we'll be seeing them plenty. Anybody 
know what one it's like to put together. I mean, they look, they're approximately knight size. I... A warlord's not a warlord's not far off knight size. These things will be these things will be. I think it's about knight size. A warlord is, I think a warlord is is sort of a bit shorter than knight, but it's mm. it's on knight size sprues and the same number yeah. of sprues as a knight. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like it, it is essentially knight size, just not. Yeah, the beautifully engineered kit. So I can't imagine this will be any different. No, it doesn't seem. And I say, what's it? Eighty quid. It's all right. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 95 from GW. Yeah. Okay. 76 at uh, the outcome. I know. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. 20 quid difference. It's huge. Just, I know. That, if, uh, mulling if I, over what to buy, and uh, that, that might just swing the, swing the difference. I think if I'm yeah. ever in the market, I'll be jumping on a train and I'll just go and get one. Very good. Very good. Okay. What's next out of the bag, Mr. B? Uh, we have the Precept Maniple Battle Force. And I think a lot of people were expecting this was going to be a limited edition. It was going to sell out right away. Weren't going to be very many of them. And well, it's still in stock. And I've seen a lot of them sold. I know. Good. And it's, it's, a good, it's good value. It's a, it's a heck of a thing. It's, it's amazing value. It's it yeah, is yeah. one of the best value box sets that I think GW like, has see, done. Like you get a, basically, you get a free Reaver and a free Nemesis. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and think, half, of, and probably one free warhound for for two hundred notes. But you can get a, a warmaster and that whole lot. I mean, that's that's just that's you sorted. Well, the precept is itself. That's pretty much everything you need to start a yeah. adeptus yeah. titanicus army. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. legio. Yeah. If, if those are the titans you want to play, then it's it's literally everything you want. In a, if you're playing heavier titans, then that's what you want. Just done. That's basically yeah. what I've got. So I've got another Reaver, and I haven't got the Nemesis, and I really like the Nemesis as well. So I think the Nemesis is fifty-five quid on its own. Mm. Reaver's, like that, yeah. the, Reaver's thirty-five quid. A, yeah, pair exactly. of, a pair of Warhounds is thirty-five quid, and a Warlord's what sixty. So basically, get a free Warlord. So yeah, it's mm, definitely, in my opinion, me, Frodo. one of the best. It, it, it's absolutely, you know, without doubt, in my opinion, one of the best plastic, best value plastic box sets. That GW have done yeah, outside. Anybody, of, anybody thinking about splitting one of them? Give me a shout. Outside of an actual um, plastic starter, easy build starter set. Okay. It's definitely Good. not. Doesn't come under the category of easy build. No, and and this is only ten pounds more expensive than the last Battleforce yeah. they did that didn't include the Warbringer. So the Warbringer has essentially just added ten pounds to it. Mm-hmm. So. Because yeah, it's the, it's the original um, battle, it's the old Axiom battle line. The Axiom yep. box set that they did, which which was two Warhounds, a Reaver, and a Warlord. And then they stuck a tenor on it and gone, oh, we'll stick a 55-quid model in from a tenor. Yeah, like pretty you do. Very good. They're good times for good times yeah, so for £110, £93.50 at Element Games, or 88 at the Outpost. And, and No, I tell you what, it's even more than that, because that's a Chain Fist Melter Reaver, and that's an extra sprue. No, they don't. it doesn't have the original sprue, though. Oh, does it not? Right, okay. No, it only comes with that sprue. So I like, will, um, I will sit corrected. Mm. So, like when you buy the, the 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 chain fist one, it doesn't come with the wep- the other weapons, so like the power yeah. fist and the because yeah. they've separated all the weapons and some of the armor panels onto a separate sprue altogether. Right. So okay. what you've got to do to change out the titan is to take out the weapon sprue. The only one that that doesn't isn't the case on is the um 
uh, what do you call it? The Warhounds, because you get all the weapon options with that. Not anymore, you don't. Well, no, not anymore, you don't. No, that's true. That's true. But yeah, no, if you buy, if and it includes all the uh, terminals as well in that pack as well, which is awesome. Um, Tempting. Yeah. Then we've got transfers. So we've got five sets of transfers that have been released. Uh, Ignatum. Woohoo! Mm. Um, Astorum. Mm. Um, <laughs> Metallica. Mm. And finally, uh, Solaria. Mm. Where's my Ossidax? Where's Legio Ossidax? Have they had transfers yet? Nope. Cockatrices nope. haven't had haven't had haven't had transfers yet. No. Nope. Then you've got that. So they're fourteen pounds each, and it's they're all price for a transfer sheet. Right. Not bad at all. Is that an A4 um, transfer sheet or is that an no, A5? No, it's, it's a small one. A4. It's not quite A5. It's no. small, but it's not. But you've got yes. a lot on there, and they're yes. small models. They're little. They're little. I'm just looking at them now. Okay, cool. All coming up. Um, Titanicus, it would appear. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of Titanicus stuff. And we were supposed to get the, um, well, I say we're supposed to get the, They did say, oh, you're going to get your Volkite weaponry. And then they changed it and said, oh, we're a bit hasty. You're actually going to get that in July so, or June. Mm-hmm. That's oh. all right. It gives oh. you a chance to give you a chance to save up for, you know, however many hundred units you need, Mike. Yeah. Um, just one. And me, because very... don't, don't get me wrong, I, I, I want some uh, double Volkite Warhounds, because I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, we've now go on to some books. We've got Alpharius, Head of the Hydra, book 14 in the Primarch series. Really? Uh, yeah, apparently, so do I. Apparently, apparently there's a few bits that might make you double take in that one. Don't give me any spoilers. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but all I will say is that everything you know about... The Great Crusade is a lie. I'm not going to reveal my thoughts in this section, but I, I, I was very excited when you, after you had uh, sort of got said about it, Mister B, and uh, do you know what? I, it, it, it gives you everything up front, literally up front, and then it kind of, for me anyway, it kind of petered off slightly. Well, could I just, yeah, could I just read the? Could I just read the first couple of chapters and be like, okay. Probably. Because I'm guessing with it being the Alpharius book, it's not like, hi, my name is Dave. I was born in Swindon. And before I was a Primarch, I was a car salesman. No. It's not really going to give much away about him. Seriously, it is. is He's from Castleford and he worked in accounts. (laughs) He was married to a lovely lady called Janice. It does give you his story allegedly <laughs> um but it's not what you would think it is it, 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 it's a it's a very different almost ah okay that's yeah just completely got i've just got visions of of like you know like it's just been like you know ah, no this isn't right this isn't right i think yeah. it kind of raises more questions about the emperor about the primarchs themselves and about the great crusade than it actually answers because it's like, wait, what? So if that's true, then that means that isn't true, and that means that. Then it, it... Well, I've got some questions. I'm reading Fury of Magnus at the moment, and that, that I've got some major questions. Yeah, I would like, say read Valdor first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, before, Val- before before Alfarius? Yeah, read yeah. Valdor. Um, I've only read one of the Primark books, and I was a bit underwhelmed by it. So. And that was the Russ one. So if there was one I was going to get excited about, it should have been that one. And I was kind of underwhelmed by it. The, the Primark series has gotten a lot better as it's gone on. 
Gullum and, and Ross are definitely the worst of the lot. Oh, brilliant. Um, which is a shame, but the rest of them have been knocking out. Well, no one's bothered Luther, about Curly Man. Luther anyway. was good. I enjoyed Luther. Yeah, Luther was Luther was very interesting. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, Lost and the Damned came out as a, oh, so hardback for the uh, Alpharius was twelve ninety nine. Ten pounds twenty at Element Games, eleven sixty nine at the Outpost. You can buy the EPUB for seven ninety nine. The MP three is nineteen ninety nine, or one Audible credit. Um, and you can buy three Audible credits for like nineteen pounds. Yeah, which is really good. It's like if you're going to buy the MP three, just go to Audible and buy the credits instead, and you can buy three books for the price of one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Lost in the Damned came out as a paperback, seven ninety nine. Um, from Games Workshop, six seventy nine at Element Games and six thirty nine at the Outpost. I thought this had come out on paperback before, but clearly not. But I'm sure others have come out on paperback. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe it wasn't, and we just got um really pushed back or possibly. something. Yeah. I suppose the world has gone to, you know, had some intro had an interesting year. Um. Okay. So we also had the Siege of Terror, the Lost and the Damned map. Uh, that it's sold out now. Forty pounds, yes, it's sold out. Uh, do, do, it didn't sell out straight. This is where Chris is like, "Oh, you mean this one? <laughs> you mean it, this it, map?" It, it didn't sell out like in minutes, but it did sell out. I think it sold out quicker than the last one did, or it seemed to anyway. Yeah, mm. I can see Chris isn't actually some kind of Terry Thomas villain. He's kind of like a heresy version of like Ron Burgundy, where like I have many leather-bound maps. Deep Deep striking. On that one. Which one was it? Oh, Deep yeah, striking. Uh, 30% uh, of the time, it works all the time. Exactly. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. So that was a, a new t-shirt right there. It, it does look. It does look lovely. Though. It does look lovely. Yeah, um, I think. Um, I think for me, the the print quality seemed a bit better this time round. Um, the cartographer lady just got given a job on Warhammer TV, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Um, Yes, but I don't. She didn't write these. I follow her on Twitter. Uh, she's she's done some of the um, no, upcoming she, old world maps, hasn't she? Yeah, that because you know what what they didn't Louise, have was thirty years worth of them kicking about. Uh, Louise Sugden. Um, she, yes, so she does. Um, she's now Warhammer TV uh, presenter, but she didn't do these maps. She did. Um, she did the other stuff for Forge World, like these Black Library maps were done by someone else, and I. Like the old world maps and things, hasn't she? Yeah, she was working on the old world maps. She worked on Blood Bowl. She was a very, she's a very talented graphics designer. And oh my god, her Blood Bowl pitch that she shows off at uh, the occasional uh, event at Nottingham is just incredible. And yeah, I could, I could lament about her painting all day because it's oh, I've got it in the yeah. old scanner. I'll show you it there. That one, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, okay. Was... Oh, Michael just had a when Harry met Sally moment. I, I thought that too. Actually, I was like, I'll have what he's having. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> I, yeah, I exactly. sent it to you guys in the WhatsApp <laughs> chat, and Graham was like, what, Graham thought it was witchcraft. Did I? Graham thinks anything's witchcraft if it's not drowned in I was around when there were witches, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was there, lighting the fires. Next up on the list is something which I think is just beautiful. Bellacor, the Dark Master. Yeah. Yep, agreed. He is a bit of a monster in yeah. more senses than one. I mean, he's such a great figure. Um, great a as a centralized, you know, yeah. big Yog Sogoth esque demon that you're going to come and I mean, wreak hell upon your poor marine equivalent army, but compared he to looks the, great. <clears throat> compared to the old one, he's just phenomenal. Oh, yeah, he really is. I, I liked the old one. I, I loved the old one. I, the old one I, I liked the old 
Yeah. Oh, the old um, one was some character, but he was tiny though, wasn't he? In comparison to this monster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then, I mean, demon princes used to be small as well, didn't they? You know, the mm, bloodthirsters at one point were the same size as a box tread. And... Yeah. That's true. That's true. They were metal as well. Yeah, yeah, you go, yeah. If you go back to Hero Quest, <laughs> you go back to Hero yeah. Quest. Bloodthirsters were smaller than a Primaris Marine. Yeah. Um, anyway, looks great. Yeah, so phenomenal. Side side I, I think that, that, is, he's, is he kind of coming out of an egg or something? Apparently, he's uh, it's he's turned the ground sort of. Um, uh, oh, okay. You know, like superhero like chicken. He's been hatched. Like, I, think, I think they said, you know, something like he literally causes the ground to, um, you know, to, to, to go crazy and reject him. Oh, okay, so, right. so he's not so he's not actually a demon. He's actually a Zerg. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's Zerg creep underneath him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But he is a uh, he's a phenomenal model. Those and wings are ginormous. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting model to transport. I think so, especially with all those chains. Yeah. You don't have to use the chains, bear in mind. I'm pretty sure you could go without them. Which is what I... Well, would I? No, I would keep the chains on. <laughs> I, think they, I think they make the model, to be honest with you. Uh, you. I think it's one of those things where you'd probably have to... Well, of course, different if you're carrying a tr- public transport. But, you know, you'd, you'd just, I'd just get them a, a nice plastic box to carry them about in. Just, but, yeah, but as cool. I've said before, what you do is you get a bit of cushion foam, like go from a pulse from your local upholsterers. Shut up. And you cut it out. You cut it to shape. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I'm not oh, a maniac. Of course, the, 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 uh, <laughs> the, he does. Off. He does in the photos have him on the have him with a uh, Primaris Marine or a, a Chaos Warrior on you his can, uh, base. You don't have to have either. Yeah, you don't have to have either. <gasps> right. Honest question: Would he be too much for my already quite big model? No. Uh, demon no, I, don't think so. I think. I the think more the merrier. I think you'd be missing a trick not to put him in, to be honest. It's just I what think... to put him in as. That's the only problem. Well, yeah, you are going to places where you can go, but, you know, if Mazarel, you're going to go big... Massive bloodthirster. Go, go, go big. Bloodthirster. See, it does, it, does, it does disappoint me that Bellacor doesn't have rules in the game, because... I was just about to say, give it another couple of years, we'll get an FAQ and he'll get a unit entry. Hopefully. Because yeah. he is the first Demon Prince, isn't he? Yes. Yes. So he's around. Okay. Anyway, great model. You could totally use him as a horrible demon equivalent in some army. Chris, yes, you should probably have him in there just to, you know, you might as well, if you're going to go in for a penny, you might as well go in for a pound and, and bang them all in in yeah, these massive kind of boy band of corn. Let's, let's, let's just say you, you're not conquers deep if you haven't got Bellacor in your demon army. <laughs> I want. I Samus, but he, I'm going to put that out there. You, 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 you're doing a big, you're doing a big monster demon army, and you've not got Samus, and you've not got Bellacor. That is two conquers that are that have got no concept of depth. Would, would you slip I in the, um, the, uh, the the other big three? I'd like to point out. So I'm not exactly yeah, conquerless. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying you're entirely without conquers. I'm just saying you have two conquers that are still at altitude. Never mind depth. What, what would you use the? Um, um, this is controversial. I, I'm willing to be shot down here. Do you reckon you could slink in the um, Balrog from the Lord of the Rings game? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I reckon you could. Yeah. The, 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 the elvish around my wrist is glowing. I know. I, I know. I, kind of, can't, I, can't, I can't be so much of the model's thing or not. Yeah, I was going to say, it could be... Just think it could be using him as a bloodthirster because yeah. they preferred that model. But yeah, I definitely can see that as being as a being a, 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 a ruin storm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, anyway. Yeah, okay, so 
the Bella thing Ball? is that everyone would go, you shall not pass at you. Uh, yeah, that'd be so cool, though, wouldn't it? But yeah, I'm flipping, you, you reckon I don't pass? Let every, me bring on Bellacor. Every, he's got a word to he'll say. Every librarian will just suddenly appear with a grey hat on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You shall not anyway, so Bellacor a, is £89. £75.65 at Halloween Games and £71.20 at the Outpost. And worth every penny of them. It's great. Absolutely. Move, uh, more demons. At Trazan's Burning Cavalcade. I went, pounds, I, I went 42 for a pounds 50 at Element Games. And I was say, I'm pretty sure a Jet 2 fly there from Leeds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. You, isn't it a special day trip from Alicante? Yeah, I was going to say. I'm pretty it, sure it is. It's it is a. Um, it is actually Don't you get a free pot of cream just for going, just in case? Isn't it? It's got an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's right. I remember. Oh, <laughs> it's actually a box of thirty-one um, K- uh, Zinch demons, uh, designed for um, Age of Sigma, but obviously same models that you can use in Heresy. You get a Fate Skimmer, uh, which is uh, a Herald of Zinch Hang on a up. burning chariot. Um, Weren't ten- at Sands Blazing Cavalcade a jazz funk band? That's where I know them from. They were at Ronnie That's Scott's. It. They were the they were the, uh, <laughs> they were the they, house band at Ronnie the, Scott's yeah, club. They had, I think they I think they supported uh, Primus Nullificator on their first European tour. <laughs> it was a really good mashup because the, the nice thing I liked about them was they had the, the flames and all the backs of all their sort of their jackets. That's right, nice yeah, nice yeah. fellas too. Old, yeah, get on a bit. Well, yeah. old PP PP McGill. The, the yeah. sax player. I'll yeah, tell you what, though, he was notorious. Died, died in a bizarre gardening accident. Yeah, they, two, they nailed that second Johnson album. The though. There, was, but, yeah. there was no <laughs> difficult second album for them, though. They nailed that second album. They the thing is, and that's what, and that's when they, that's when they, they, they stopped because you think yeah. you know, they'd reached their their pinnacle at that point. Well, yeah, they hadn't. They'd they'd reached their pinnacle and realised they they you know they would never challenge the likes of the Orlock Power Fist. So you know, if 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 you go thought, onto Spotify and you put in Atrazan's Burning Cavalcade Epiphany, it is the best forty seven minute solo uh, you will ever ever hear. flute solo. You're never gonna, yeah. you're ever gonna hear. I heard that they, they got the name from uh, a particularly virulent STD that was going around. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's, what I, that's what I heard as well. That's what I mean. That, I mean, they, they, they all had the toilets. Yeah, that that solo is impressive, but I just don't think it needs the 15 minutes of theremin in the middle. No, you <laughs> never have enough theremin. It's just, you know, yeah, but when you've, when you've got <laughs> one rigged up to a Hammond organ as well, then it just gets a bit excessive. All right, all right, okay. We have done... We have done enough of a riffing on Games Workshop's names, which are an, in, an unending source of amusement on a very fairly straightforward section that we can turn into a complete transcendental riff, which is incredible. I don't think they will ever release a product that we can't go, that was some sort of band. That to. sounds like a band. It's, it's basically become the, that's the name of your sex tape, version of what we do here it's isn't the, it it's basically it's Empire version of that yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. that <laughs> oh, yes that your prog band. rock band yes um okay yes, so we cover it all what it actually contains is a herald of zinc from <laughs> a burning chariot 10 blue horrors 10 pink horrors and 10 brimstone horrors well done, Mr. B, for, for keeping well that done. back on track. What a what a star. Yeah, uh, course, reeling, the... reeling us back in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is a um that's not actually a bad I never, value. I never, I, I never like these models too. So no, I don't know. I, don't. I think if I was gonna do a team and army, I would kinda go with the 
uh, maybe the Nurgle one, but more like the Corn one because it just looks a bit more demony in yeah. my view. Just these I, crazy... I really like the old metal Zinch demons, the old the old horrors with all the kind of different faces coming out and the sort of they were just a lot weirder than the plastic ones, and I think they could do those in plastic now, but obviously they're not going to redo yeah. the stuff they've done. I, ju- I just don't like the um, yeah. the plastic ones at all. I think yeah. the Cinch ones are my least favourite of the demons. Yeah. Anyway, that I is a do 50- the slanish ones. I think if I was going to do demons now. Oh yeah, of course. That's a that. fifty-pound box, which is fantastic if you are uh, looking to get into demons, because uh, that gets you a little bit of start in Zinch if that's the route you want to go down. Um, fifty pounds, forty-two pounds, fifty element games, or forty pounds at the outpost. Bargain? Not a bargain? I think that's a bargain. If if I, if, if you like the models, then it's a bargain. But you I know, mean, how much is a box? If you don't of... like the models, it doesn't matter if it was a tenner. yeah, but that's 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 the thing, isn't it? Some, uh, you know, different horses with different causes. Uh, pink horror. If you wanted pink horrors, oh, apparently they don't even have them listed on the site. Okay. Then, then it's a really uh, good way of getting pink horrors because you ain't yeah, getting any other ones. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that for a minute. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go and have a look. Yeah. So it's well, a start collecting demons of Zinch army is fifty five quid, right? Okay. And you get the pink horrors and the um, uh, uh you get a lot less models in that one. Okay, cool. You, uh, but you know, I'd combine those two together and have a nice little Zinch army. Gosh. Horrors of Zinch. 25 quid for the brimstone and blue horrors. Okay. Um, and I can't find the, the brimstone horrors. Oh, here we go. They're, 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 just there. they're 25 quid. So yeah, okay. you're essentially getting your uh, herald yeah, that chariot for free. For free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> nice. 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 Yeah. Okay. What's next out of the bag? Okay. Awesome. Next, we've got Mortis. Yes. Okay. Book five yeah, of the scene. Book five. <clears throat> Hardback be... twenty quid, seventeen pounds at Element Games, sixteen pounds at the Outpost, or an EPUB for seven ninety nine. No audiobook as yet. I haven't uh, read it yet, but it's going to have cool. a hard job to follow the the masterpiece that was Saturnine. It's probably it's it's the high on my list to what uh, to read. Um, it, it's next next once I've I've got twenty percent of Fury Magnus to go, and then I'm on to then I'm on to Mortis. Um, uh, I'm just finishing a Cthulhu, an Arkham horror book, and then I'm moving on to this one. Uh, Last time I was reading it's, June it's again, next on help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's mandatory once a year is June. Yes. Like, I, I will toler- I will brook years, no but... shenanigans regarding oh, June. How good a bite is. My that's missus. from 1965. So I, mean, I, I was talking about I was talk, talking about June. My missus the other day was like, I've never read June. I've never know. I don't know a thing about it. And I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah, I, know yeah, he's got his he- I know he's got his headphones on now so we can get away with it yeah, until he edits it without headphones on and gets in trouble again I, t- I tell you it's not it's trust me mind i i, I would actually no, 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 seriously, i love you Lindsay. i love you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna suffer later you are so <laughs> treading a thin line there mr b um, just in the kitchen so i'm just telling us yeah i i actually this is another again heretical i know I think it's worth watching the film first and then reading the book. What the, like, the David, David Lean? David, yeah. I would like the new one. The, actually, well, so you, you you watch the film and you you go the ho ho ya, and then you read the book and you go, what was all that? What was all that gabbling about that that's yeah. not in the book at all? But it it kind of made it a little bit more sense actually. But, it's such but a visual, good... visually, I think, especially considering it was 1984, mm-hmm. visually, he absolutely nailed it. 
Like, what, I mean, uh, what about there the are a lot of themes from oh. the 2000s? I didn't like that as much, to be honest with you. I don't know Fair why. Enough. I think I'm just really. I quite like the. Um, actually, the soundtrack's really good. <laughs> I think for the yeah. June film, but also I think there's a lot of. I mean, it has been cited as a reference, hasn't it, for people like Rick Priestley? And oh, stuff massive! Like I, 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 I first thing I said to Rick Priestley because I bumped into him not long after I'd read Dune for the first time down at head office, and I was like, "So when you were writing Rogue Trader, how recently had you actually read Dune?" Because if you look at all the pictures, basically everybody in the Rogue Trader book, if they're not wearing power armor, they're wearing a still suit, even yeah. if it's rain, even if it's raining. <laughs> it's like, you know, the Navigator's Guild and the houses and yeah. the God Emperor and stuff. I just, yeah, really, really interesting. I anyway, think it's fair to say there's a lot of... And last guns. So, yeah, Mortis. Uh, I think a lot of people Sorry. are enjoying the book that I've read, I, I've seen. A lot of people are very happy with it. So we've just got to wait and see what the, uh, the practice is. Because okay. me and... We'll get this reviewed as soon just, as we um, get a chance. Just to just, you know, Rob reminded me, and this may be later on in there. Did you see that um, Richard Halliwell died? Yes, I did. Oh, yes, that was... Uh, yeah, one of the original did. Rogue Trader. As we're talking about the yeah. original... Yeah, yeah. Original yeah. creators of 40K. Yeah, yes. uh, Heart we, Attack, uh, I heard. Yeah, we... Uh, we owe him more than we probably realise because everyone just thinks he's not. It was never really one of the big names, is he? Because people think, oh, Jervis and Rick Priestley and John Blanche and mm. you know, who else was involved? Well, yeah, there's this you know, lesser known chap called Mr. Halliwell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Uh, great, great man. I, I, I. The Emperor the knows his name. Indeed. As I believe they say. Um. Okay. So then we had. A bunch of uh, print-on-demand hardbacks. So you've got Legacy of Betrayal, uh, Deathfire, uh, War Without End, Pharos, and Eye of Terror. £20 uh, for those print-on-demand um, if you're missing those from your collection. I've read all of those, and I can only tell you something about two of them off the top of my head. Pharos. Uh, and that's because I really hated the ending. I don't uh, think I've actually read uh, War Without End, but I've read all the stories in it. I think it was all existing yeah. stories. Uh, was Legacies of Betrayal the first one? Is that the one with um, the Last Church? No, no, no. That's no, that was that's much, it's a much it's a much later much later much later. Uh, was it Tales of Heresy or something? Tales, it was Tales of Heresy because the Last Church is an amazing short story. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, okay, uh, then. There is something else. Uh, the pre- going on pre-order this Saturday is a Necromunda Hive War. Now I'm not. I think it's a push to say it's heresy, unless you're going to convert <coughs> those gangs. It, it could be heresy that you brought it up. It, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're converting those gangs in there to militia or cults or whatever, it's uh, probably it's probably better to buy the terrain separately. But you know, yeah, there yeah. are people who would who who like to mix and match them. And there's also a transfer sheet, but we'll talk about that next time. Still, yeah, I'm still annoyed that the bloody new doors don't fit the bloody old pieces. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 is quite quite irritating. I think we're gonna have to get you some pretty printed up. That's right. Doesn't I mean, matter. That's probably <clears throat> the best way to go. Uh, okay, so shall we move on to what we've been up to? Yes. There you go. After an hour, we've got through new releases. <laughs> yes, there was a lovely segue in the middle. There was. <sighs>
next up, we're going through what we have all been up to with our various hobby plans and commitments over the last month or so. So without further ado, uh, let's see what's on the table. So, Mr. B, what did you say you would do and what did you actually end up? Uh, I said I would do some more uh, uh, demonic heralds, uh, a bit more of my zone mortalis terrain. And perhaps some more custodies. Mm-hmm. And I hit all of those. I got okay. the three heralds of Nurgle um, for use as Ruin, Storm, and Chosen. I got those done first. Right. Um, and I, I, I love those. Uh, Sloppy Biopiper Bio is included, of course. You've done him rather nicely. I'm just looking at him now with his nice purple hat on. Yep. Playing around, playing around his pipe. Yeah, he looks like a happy chap. And there's the dancing nurgling with him as well. Yeah, it's all yep. it's all there. It's Indeed. all there. That's the nice. I then did uh, Horticluck Slimax, who's going to be another Runestorm chosen. Uh, I just haven't figured out how I'm going to make him. I think I've got a few ideas, but he's a uh, he's on that big snail, so it's like mm-hmm. what, what 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 sort of um, you know upgrades? As uh, I can't remember the name, not emanations. Um, What's the, other, what's the word? Yeah, they're about emanations of the things. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. what to give him to uh, to yeah. make him a uh, to, to to make him use that? I'm really, really proud of that model. I was really, really happy with how that turned oh, out. I oh, can't see that one. Oh, uh, no. Hulk's Slimax. It's in another. Oh, I moved. I moved to the other one. Yeah, Sorry. it's in another post. Oh yeah, that's what it would look. See, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's the last thing I would have said. That's nicely painted, mate. Yeah, pretty. pretty. Yeah, I can see pretty. why you're happy with that model. Well, okay. you know what I mean. It's, it is. It's nicely painted. It's nice, for a, given, for a given for a given value, you know. Yeah, it's got some nice colours to it. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, good. Okay. Uh, I then did did some zone mortalis terrain. I got a couple of 3D printed bits that Nikki had done for me that were still left to do. That's sort of a fuel storage tank and a, and a last chemical vat. So they got done. Uh, the, the fuel storage tank is basically a thing to hold a uh, empty can of coke. So oh, I yeah. can do. Mm-hmm. Um, which looks all right, uh, yeah. and some other random little bits, so some uh, uh, pipes and barrels and containers and stuff. So they got done. Uh, I was quite happy with them. And then I did some custodies. I got the Aquilion Terminators done. I got two sets of those done. Um, uh, the ones normal ones uh, with the Adraphic uh, weapon and the Firepipe ones as well. Um, and good. also nice got. Got a termite done for my Mechanicum. So I really have been busy this month. Nice. Uh, yeah, so um, the termite is is a really nice model. It's a very, very big chunk of resin. It is, isn't it? Weighs a it's ton. Shout. You can use it in close combat if things get a man. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, it, um, it was the podcaster uh, in the studio with the termite with in the sock. Yeah. You've done a lovely job of that as well. That's very, that's very nice. Oh, I was quite happy with that. And then I yeah. did a... Um, you gave me a uh, Chaos... Uh, space marine sorcerer a while back and um i've done him up as an esoterist for my word bearers so that's a great job very cool so he's just mm. oh, i think he looks all right for that job it's a great uh, model that. that that backpack is awesome with the like the uh sort of dragon heads coming out of it i think yeah. it's superb for that really good i, lo- I love that and, done a and, then, job him. and then finally did a bit more zomotala terrain i did the uh thermo exchanger shrine which is a new bit from the um from the new 40k scenery. Um, which, oh, yeah. 
I think that's a really cool bit of scenery myself. And uh, I also did the uh, Custodian Venetari. Finished those yesterday. Oh, yes, with m- nice. many shouts of Gordon's alive. Dive, 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 dive. Yeah, so I was, I was very happy with those. I think, that, I think that's that. mandatory when you get those. One of the reasons I didn't put any in a custodian, my custodian's <laughs> army because I just wouldn't be able to stop myself going. Yeah. They look very cool. They are really cool models. Uh, I'm really yeah. happy with those. I, I definitely want another pack of them. Cool. Um, so oh, you have been a very busy boy. You're going to have a unit with lances on, Mike, or uh, you're going to stick yeah, with the. Yeah, next unit's going to have lances. Because mm-hmm. I think they yes. look. They look really nice. <laughs> Let oh, me know listen. if. Um, do the lances ones come still with the pistols in bits? Do they you get do. both? You do. Um, yeah, you, get, you get both options. Let me know if you want to ship, if you want to move the pistols on. Yeah, I'll just give them to you. I've I've got some spare pistols because I did mine with lances. Oh, I'll get them off. Just, my, just thinking that they're they're just really cool pistols that would be um, potentially handy to have in L bits box. <coughs> oh well, if they're just going in your bits box, then no, they're staying in my bits box. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. If 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 they're if but if they're <laughs> surplus to uh, bits box requirements, then uh, I will uh, exchange them for uh, Her Majesty's tokens of the realm. She, uh, no, that's right. I'll... If you had a, if you had a purpose for them, my friend, then of course uh, later mm-hmm. I'll happily. Uh, but there's always the chance that I might think of something to do with them. Exactly. In in the meantime. Exactly. They are they are very cool. So, um, Chris. Hello. Uh, <laughs> right. What have, have I done this month? Uh, made a plan yes, this month just month? to get something on the bed done. I added more stuff to the pile. That's what, what I did. You oh, pile, what Chris? did you add? Yeah. Was it basically I... gothic? No, no, that's already on there. Uh, no, I've been conversing with with, with Adam, and I uh, I thought, Do you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into the back of the cupboard and drag out some of the Titanicus that's still sitting in there, uh, covered in dust. You know, once I'd fought <laughs> off Mister Tumnus, who had taken it, and uh, and uh, this this crazed woman with a, a, a slightly chilly attitude, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. been been slain at the same time. Uh, I, I I started working on some Titans again, and what started off as an experiment in uh, flame colour turned into be a uh, basically a set from uh, Asmogar's Burning Cavalcade. As it totally, uh, in fact, that's exactly the sort of backdrop that they would have. Yeah, because that is that is groovy, man. That it, is it really proper. is. I'm, I'm pretty sure the lead singer had a pair of leggings with that print on as well. Yeah, so I've, I've gone. Um, I've, I've gone accidentally neon and I'm going to stick with it for my entire Titan Legio. No, it looks cool. Wait to see that. So, very, uh, they're gonna, cool. They, so they've got a dragon um, uh, scale, black scales over the top. So it's not quite really in your face, but it looks, it looks cool. But like, I'm going to try and do them all, all the Titans different colors yeah, so okay. that they're not all this um, red and yellow combination yeah. not, be in, able... not entirely legio woodstock yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well no there'll be there'll still be like a neons i'm still gonna use all mm. the neons or fluorescents that i've got um so there's, but there's blues and purples and things so i can do that color sort of combination as well right yeah um, but i, th- I, I thought that, i thought there would kind of be like a sort of a peacock legion i haven't yeah. thought up a, 
a, a name for them I, as yet. I think if you if you do nameplates, I think your your sort of um, princeps senioris titans should you should need to find some pidgin Latin translation of Mister Motivator. Yeah, exactly. Um. Something like that. <laughs> but I think I think I might throw my lot in with the uh, with the traitors and have them uh, aligned with the emperor's children. I fear that would be. Ah, uh, yes, that might work. Yeah, that yeah. might work. Be a suitable. I mean, who was it that I saw? Who was it that kind of, um, sort of full-on funk look, you know, like Parliament or something like that? I saw, well, I that. I saw know, one on Instagram. I saw someone who'd done a new Warmaster in like a proper, proper psychedelic paint job. It, it but it looked look. it looked amazing, and I can't think who did it. It was a lady painter um, who'd done it. Um, which you'd think would make it easier to search, being you know, search for one percent of the people. It? No, no, it's because um, that's what she normally does. I don't think it is. Um, da, 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 da. I, 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 without the uh, without the dragon scales on in black in the sort of black metallic that they're on, I thought it was a bit much, and so I'm, I'm glad I put the the black metallic dragon scales over the top just okay. to, to um, calm it the hell down. Not, yeah, and just to break it up because I don't want people to start throwing up when they look at my models more than they would anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, no, there we are. Right, I found it on. I found it on the cesspit that is Reddit. So, uh, Chris, what else? Did you get your Victoria miniatures this month? No, that was that's a couple months back. They've just been sitting there. Uh, I've just, I just, I have done little bits and pieces with them. I've just been lazy. And oh, I guess it reminds me. I got, I got my, uh, I got mine um, the other day. So yeah, because because uh, we got some. Well, I got some free models that I sort of shared throughout the group. Though Rob didn't want any. Um, so Graham got the female versions of Usaka Creed and his sidekick, whose name I've forgotten, and Mr. B. That's the one. Mr. B got the KFC tank commander and a bagpiper. An interesting combination. So yeah, those went up to those guys. Yeah, I've I've been toying with them, um, how I'm going to build them, and then obviously today's revelation that I've wasted a lot of money. Um, <laughs> only a few characters only a few yeah, for now um, so yeah, yeah <laughs> so, what, they sh- what they shared today was the very steep st- steep start of a very slippery slope <laughs> in reality <laughs> and more importantly Victoria Miniatures makes amazing miniatures and you, no, never, absolutely. you would oh, never have wasted your money on them no, I, no. I am still sorely tempted to use her female talent sculpts because they are I think the best um, normal human troops that I, I think I've ever seen. I'm bearing in mind that I don't want mine to be the Tanith for because you know, I'm going to use them in Heresy. I'm not going to use them yeah, in 40k. Yeah. So they'll, you know, if I do a 40k Tanith army, they can look, I, I, I think ev- I think everybody apart from Mike is doing a 40k Tanith army after at least in their heads this afternoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know I am. Okay, so so yeah, so it, I've I've sort of been toying with how I'm going to build them because. Yeah, you know, I just want to try and add some other little bits in there as well. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend you know cleaning all the joints and use a decent quality super glue and possibly yeah. some activator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a funny one, that one. He's a funny one. That's why it's brought him in. Cheeky chappy. Right then. Anyway, speaking it's of cheeky chappies, <laughs> what about you, Mister Robbing, casting your uh, slings and arrows of discontent? Uh, well, yes, yeah, so you have weathered them. Um, so, um, I, I, uh, yes, I just uh, uh, it, I, I decided it was nobler in the mind to finish my Mechanicum army. 
Um, so and did I, you? I, yes, I said I would continue to work on the Porphyrian, and since last month, when it seems like forever ago, and I finished the Porphyrian, and uh, sort of along with that meant that I'd finished my Mechanicum that Army. A, that is a big old model, right? You must it have had a great sense of satisfaction getting that boy finished. Oh, God, it's enormous. It, like, it took... Thank you, sir. Yes, yes. I, be- I believe she had something to say along similar lines. Um, it took two sessions just to do the bleeding transfers on it. There's a lot of transfers you chucked on that. The, 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 there are a lot. Like I bought like four sheets from the Mighty Brush, um, and I've used most of them. Um, it doesn't look over over. You know, you know, it's not you see some models and you think that's a person who wanted to get every single transfer from this sheet on that one model. Yeah, it doesn't you haven't done that? I mean, they're certainly in keeping with. I mean, it's a big model with a lot of surface area. Oh, it's yeah, it really is. Um, like I don't know what in what what picture you're looking at at the moment. Um, of I'm it. just conjuring up in my mind from what I've already seen on Facebook. Yeah, um, it's it's probably what eighty percent the size of a warhound. Yeah. It's, yes, very close. Very close. Like, like the. Um, any if anybody's seen any of the sort of the 360 shots i did of it um it's on a spinning mm-hmm. cheese board because um i wasn't paying 30 quid for a tamiya turntable when i could spend six quid and get a cheese board um oh, that, is that what it is i thought you actually spent 30 pounds on a tamiya thing no no that, that's that's a six pound cheese board from ikea um Jeez. admittedly it's half covered in skateboard grip tape because that's the perfect scale for tarmac in 40k and i was going to park a thunderbolt on it at one point, okay. one, the Thunderbolt, and I was going to do a diorama with it, um, but it's now it turned into a, a spray turntable. But that thing's fourteen inches wide. Yeah, that time that turntable and the Porphyrian on the base that I put it on because I've put it on a base, um, it pretty much fills it. Oh, does it not come with a base? Is it a, supposed no, to be no, a freestanding? It's freestanding. So that's um, underneath its feet. It's two discs of wood that I got that were offcuts from my former employer um, and then uh, filled the uh, filled the gaps in with some uh, effectively um, paper mache effectively sort of um, okay. modeling compound and then covered it over and wrecked a um, laser vindicator to go underneath one foot heresy well the laser vindicator had been in my bits box for four or five years. And let's say if it was any more Chinese, it would be in trouble with the UN for human rights violations. <laughs> so I thought, I thought the, uh, the only good thing to do with it is to treat it. How all, how all, mis- how all recasts should be treated and smash it. Smash it to bits and put it. Sm- smash it to bits and put a real piece of forge world standing on top of it going. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, so, um, so that's done. So that's what the full 3K. That is full 3,000 points Mechanicum done. So that was the Monday that I finished that. Mm-hmm. And on the Thursday, I started building my custodians. My custodians. Your, your it, it, yeah, it is a custodians army. It's not a Talons of the Emperor army. Just because, you know. Just, just, we're not going to ever get tired of that one. No, we're um, not. No, it's a custodians <laughs> army. So that is that. And that's nearly all built now. I've only got five. Sorry, um, not five normal We've not pods. paid him, so he won't listen this month it's fine is that um is that 
a all plastic stuff i suppose must be <laughs> no. <laughs> no? no no it's oh. it's it's 10 plastic it's 10 plastic custodians who have yeah. resin um who have resin spears anyway and everything else is resin okay you got the, the the pricey route the artisanal uh, from a from a small village there's, just there's outside a, of the Tuscany Hills, there's a, there's where a they make these things handed down from Michelangelo, I believe, generations of there's, there's, there's a couple of third party uh, artisanal bits. There's a shield and there's uh, a spear haft, but other than that, it's all available okay. from Nottingham. Seventy five pounds for a single spear. Uh, I one, heard one they pound seventy tweezers to use the planes to get the straight edges on some of it. It's so handcrafted, handcrafted, yeah. like I say, artisans from Tuscany. This, I, I did use some conversion world bits, and 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 if if Graham would shut up being sarcastic long enough to actually go look, he would realise they're really they're really good, and they're not that expensive at all. They're Rob, you haven't listened buy- to this show before, yeah? Right, well, you know yeah. how this game works. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have indeed. Yes. Um, Assuming that I actually listen. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> there is also that. Um, so yeah, there's. Um, I've built three Aquil and Terminators, four Akamatus jet bikes, two Caladius grav tanks. Oh, um, a, a Telemon, an Achilles Dreadnought, uh, and a Shield Captain Tribune, and five uh, normal, in inverted commas, custodians with uh, Adrafic spears, Adrasite spears. So I've got five more to build tomorrow with Adrasite spears as well, and then the the full 3K is built, and I can get on with uh putting some paint on them for the rest of 2021. Nice. Lovely. Lovely. Okay, so, cool. I guess that's coming to an event near you at some point. Um, yeah, so what did I do? So I said that I would paint the Morax and the Voltrax and maybe just work on Titans. Well, I actually built and painted all the, all the Morax, which was two of them, and built and painted the Voltrax as well. So these were, these were nice, actually. The Morax were, were a nice, nice build and paint. I enjoyed doing them. Um, so I painted them in the same colours as my night house, uh, though I have made one of each of their shoulders the same colour as my mechanical. That makes any sense. So because mm-hmm. the Morax are kind of there to defend at night, they're not necessarily part of a mechanical army. So that was the kind of shoe in there. So basically, I can also use them in my uh, night army, which of course I never play um, at some point in the future. So that, that that works quite well. So that was the kind of the shoe in there. So. Um, they're a nice model, actually. Uh, I bought the extra weapons, so that I've got uh, the grav gun and the claw, but also you get the um, bulkite as well. So got a few options there, um, but I like them. They're really nice looking models, uh, quite cool. I mean, they are fairly um, vulnerable uh, as these things go. They're basically equivalent of a box naught, but mm-hmm. they look really cool. Um, and then I built the the one model that probably causes the most uh, most cries from the from the gallery around hypocrisy, but the uh, <laughs> but the Voltrax, which are just too good a, a unit to avoid if you're in a Mechanicum army because they are just so effective. But the models themselves are really nice as well. I've got to be honest, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. these a lot. I, I'm spent uh, quite a lot of time on both of these models more than I would have done normally, actually. And I don't know whether that's possibly because of the new lighting without you know sounding so you, like you know you can, you actually can, see, you can see what you've got to paint <laughs> yeah and um there may be that but i think also maybe uh actually having rob's uh advice is very useful just on whatsapp to say oh, i'm gonna make that look a bit better and just giving a few hints and tips and 
the Voltrex particularly benefit from that. So we went through the how to create using the oil paints. We talk about it in the um, paint shack section. So something to look forward to. But they're really they are a great model. I think they're quite a unique looking thing. They kind of look a bit beetly. They look a bit kind of insectoid, and they've got that big mm-hmm. kind of um, big eye in the middle of them. So yeah, yeah, I'm, they're I'm they're really very like similar to the um, what's the Nurgle things, the Nurgle oh, flight the drones, flight drones, yeah, flight yeah. drones. You can they're, they're, they're sort of logical um, devolution, shall yeah. we say, from the blight drone. I I have to be honest, I don't like them. No, no, I don't know. I I don't know why. You know, I just there's something about them. Just I don't know. I've never quite never liked them really. I think that they've got a bit of an evil about them, and I, I quite liked that about them too. There, there's, there's a bit of a sinisterness to the model. Mm. So yeah, the sense they're very they look, very um what you call it like similar to the thing in the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah the squiddy things in the Matrix. They've got that kind of look going on for them. So anyway, I think it's the I think it's because because they're called Volterax. I expect to have someone like Bird. Like, oh, uh, like qualities, yeah. Mm. And my my brain, I think, goes well. No, mate, that's a blob on jetpack, <laughs> um, and sort of uh, just it, it instantly disagrees with it as a on on principle. But yeah, I say one, re- one of them is next on my list. They're a nice model to put together. Really yeah. nice to paint because there's quite a lot of surface area on them as well. And um, I was quite pleased with the effect that I got off those as well. So they look yeah, very nice. I'm really pleased with them. Um, Use bases. I made the bases from using tea. Another robbing trick trick that I do use uh, co-op peppermint tea because it's nice. It has a nice green colour. So there you go. Moneysavingexpert.com. But yeah, I've um. So that's that's my full. I think I've got um about three and three and three and a half thousand points. I suppose depends. So I can play that army with the night troppers if i'm feeling particularly vindictive or with a night gun and, and the um arcus the sort of arvis lighter equivalent flyer in there so there's some options to do with that army as well so i don't have to, don't have to take that horrible knife if i don't want to um which is cool so i think that's probably going to be the first army i'm going to play when we start to play games again because i'm really keen to, to see how it goes and be nice to play something very different, though. Of course, yeah. remembering mm-hmm. the rules after a year is going to be a challenge in itself. Let the corruption yeah. be complete. That's, that's yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, I I'm think, going to bring my mechanic fair. out to the to the first thing I can get to because I started him at the. I sort of bought the first model for him at the end of 2019 and finished him this month, and they've not seen a table as no, yet. No, I was thinking about this actually because I took a picture of the full army and I was like, wonder. I'm trying to think how many armies I've painted over over the over the kind of lockdown period and the amount of things that we've actually you know if you sort of totaled it all up it's a it's a fair chunk. Um, but I was thinking you know things like the Solar Auxiliary that I painted quite a lot for that I haven't played, um, and Rings. probably the same for some Salamanders because they were kind of at the end of the beginning of the lockdown if you like. Um, but yeah, this army's taken quite a long time. It's um, you know, it's, it, unlike the Solar Salamander, which is really a, kind of like a single color build you know there's a couple of colors on the, on the my version of the mechanic so it's a little bit more challenging for me mm. and, and i've also built um 15 of my recon marines um which are fantastic fantastic um models i think i really like them um they'll be going in for for next month so they're going to be painted up in ultramarines colors and that will give me an ultramarines army i just need one more thing to buy for that 
And finally, uh, we mentioned it earlier, but uh, Chris, you sent me those two Victoria Miniatures models, which I painted. Um, so there's a, a banner um, flag bearer and also the uh, sort of HQ choice, smoking a cigar. Uh, both really nice miniatures, both female, but not not ridiculous female proportions, if you see what I mean. You know, they're wearing sensible armor, for example, um, which makes makes a big difference to me. And Realistic. Yeah, realistic, yeah. totally. And then I also painted up, um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, but uh, the sort of sadly departed Captain Tom or Sir Captain Tom, um, there was a figure that Warlord Games did. Yeah. When yep. He was a, a tank captain, I guess, in mm-hmm. World War Two. So I, I painted that up as well to go in my um, militia army. Um, so just because they have the same kind of schemes, I thought I'd do them all together. So I've got those completed as well. So that's, that's quite good fun. So. And also, I've started to use transfers a lot now that I've also, again, Robbing's influence has rubbed off uh, and I've actually managed to get them on without too much bother. So, again, it's all coming up Robbing this month. Yep. Sorry, my bad influence. There's a sentence that I never want to yes. hear again. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Anyway, so that was me. So, a pretty good month. Um, glad I've got the mechanic out of the way. I'm really looking forward to, to playing that. Cool. Cool. We should have um, a mechanic come off at some point, Graham. We should do. We should do. That would be interesting, wouldn't it, with that prop firing? Mm, yeah. yeah. I think I've got more hair wire than you as well. Um, I think you probably have. Yes, almost certainly. In fact. Yeah. Because you've got you you've gone you've crossed a path that I won't to sort of go back to the sort of June esque, you know, the place. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know where the Krizik Sadarak goes. I I cannot follow, and that is uh, those. Does that mean you're? Does that plights. does that mean you're a girl? That technically means I'm a, a female Ben Jesuit uh, yeah. witch. You're a Benny Jesuit witch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Worst things to go, me. Then. Anyway, before oh, I use quiz the voice, out I, your Hadarak, let's, boy. Let's, let's let's move on. So yes. games played. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've almost forgotten the rules. Isn't that depressing? Should we, should we, should we, should we, should we change that to, to? Should we change that to vaccinations hat? No, I mean you <laughs> can. I'm now. I'm now fully vaccinated, so I can. Me too. Hopefully, get some games in if, some, if a venue becomes open. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird how we managed to keep a whole podcast going for a year on a game that we haven't been able to play for a year and that haven't had a lot of um new things for. But do you know what? That's just until this month. How much we can uh, tangent, talk, dribble tangent, for five much. hours at a time, if not <laughs> how, how much rubbish we can talk. Speaking yeah, exactly. of which, so what about for next month? Thing. So, Chris, what have you got coming out? Any, uh, any I need, plans? Well, I've 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 made an agreement to play a game of Titanicus as soon as um, Dice Saloon is back open on the seventeenth of May. I think is the date. So, I, I've, are you going to paint something? Because I know so Smith I, I, is I, very particular. No, right. I have um, I, I have I have said that I will get trying out my Titans done for then. So okay, uh, it's it's good because it's it's a it's a definite deadline where I've got to have something ready by. Yes. And if I don't, we're not going to play a game. So it's whereas before it's been oh, it's, there's nothing to do it for. So like tomorrow night I'll be doing some things. Monday on my day off I'll be doing some stuff as well. So very um, good. It's a it's a it's a realistic thing, and then everything else can uh, slowly start. And now we've got definite dates for Company of Legends and stuff. I can start to focus on the things I've already done for that model wise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah, that's true. Come, on, come on to that later, I guess, as well. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what about you, Rob? What's your so would you, is it is it the old uh, custodies all the way? Uh, well, they'll be built by lunchtime tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I think what the next plan then, because I've got um, resin bases for them from Unreal War Games. I've got their um, trench warfare base basing scheme because uh, I'm thinking Siege of Terror, mm-hmm. sort of you know sallying forth into the uh, into what's left of the uh, sort of. Uh, defense works outside the actual wall itself okay. um, so I am going to I've got 22 bases to paint do that, do that on the jet bikes that'll make sense um, so you haven't, have you, you, are, you haven't seen the bases I've got for the Caladius have you oh, they're, um, I'll link them in the chat they were, they were many pennies but they are, they are many lovely um, they're, like each one is each base is like a model to paint in itself very cool. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting cracked on with them. I've you got and, some. You and Graham have your mechanic off. Me and you'll have a custodies off, and then yeah. uh, and then we'll all gang up and kill Michael's, Michael's ultramarines and word bearers. No, wait a minute. Mr. B's also got. Bear in mind that Mr. B's also been churning out the um, custodies. That oh, are no, okay. sure. So we'll have a we'll have a three way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have a three way custody off. Yeah, that sounds like um, I'm taking Valdor. Games, you bloody not. <laughs> Shut that nonsense down right now. <laughs> just take a shield, Captain. It's better anyway, Michael. Wind your neck. In. <laughs> just, just take yeah. one shield, Captain. Though. Yeah, kill, kill, kill the shield, Captain. Right. Kill, get the shield. Kill Valdor. Twenty-three minutes past nine on the fifth <laughs> of April, or fifth of May. Uh, Chris just went nah screw it I'm done with this I'm done that's it Mike <laughs> yes. yep. fair enough fair enough what about you Graham what are you going to do uh, so Ultramarines that's my next project because I kind of got a single five man squad of them done I've got a veteran squad done I've got a rhino done I've got some HQs some bits and bobs so my plan for this army is as follows and you may feel feel free to lambast me for this idea so what I'm going to do is I've got 20 recon marines so I'm going to split them into three squads. So probably two sevens and a six. Yeah, that's right. Um, something like that. Uh, they're going to be my... So I'm doing a recon company. Uh, I've got a Vigilator that I'm going to get. Uh, I've got a uh, Praetor. How many Marines did you say you had? 20. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. I thought you said 23 and I was saying the math doesn't work out. That's yeah, no, sorry. Figure. Just 20. So, yeah. So they're going to be my troop choices. I've got a veteran squad with some combi plasma. Um, and uh, I've got a tactical support squad with um, melter guns all, all painted up already. So I'm going to go for the obvious choice here, which is the uh, Arcus, uh, Sakarian Arcus, because you know how much I love that tank. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have one of those. Of course, it's heavy support, so it's going to have to come in on reserve, which I normally wouldn't wouldn't particularly enjoy, but it is what it is. Um, that's what the right of war is. That's what I'll do. Um, I'm going to have a defence line, of course, because I can, and of course I want my 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 guys with the cameling camellio line cloaks to sit behind that nice four plus cover save, making it a three plus cover save. I think they get sh- they get shrouded. They get sh- um, sh- what's it called? What's the other one? Uh, shrouded uh, and stealth. stealth. Yeah. 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 So get a bit, bit of extra, extra oomph from the old cover save there. Um, and then 
basically, let's say I've got a 10 man, I think, um, veteran squad, and then I'm going to take my Titan. So one of the things I've been painting up, or will be painting up next month that I didn't mention is my Titan. So I want to paint, paint him up in um, Legio Defensor. Or was it Nova something they called as well? No, no, no Defensor is there. Yeah. So I've got a paint scheme from that. I've got, I found one online. I've, I've got bought the paints for that. So I'm going to repaint my um, Warhound Titan in in those colours because the thing sits there. It's like 300, 300 plus pounds worth of model that I just don't use. So I thought I'd like to use it, you know, because otherwise it's just sitting there doing nothing, and I don't like the idea of that very much. So I'm going to repaint this thing, give it a give it a tart up because it's not a very well painted model. Um, and I'm, but I'm not going to take the double D cannons of of your. So I'm going to go for the um, uh, Vulcan Mega Blaster. I may have to use a D cannon until uh, I can afford to buy another um, plasma blast cannon. So that's the plan. So the idea is that basically this is a sort of recon company that's kind of hiding, waiting for people to attack the Titan and then pounce. And that's the kind of idea. Of mm-hmm. Maybe a sort of Kalth force or something. Because you should put a massive Titan cloak on the Warhound. <laughs> yeah, I think it is basically. Stick a massive cloak on it give it itself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could probably, exactly probably, probably make one out of a flannel or something like yeah, that. So. Just baked this way. But I thought that'd be quite a cool idea, um, you know, and have the veteran squad uh, outflank and have the um, Arcus come on um, in reserve. So they are, um, the I wasn't going to give it ammo dump for the defence line. I was going to give it a comms relay whoa, because whoa, 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 whoa. I can re-roll stuff. So, yeah, so, that's the plan. So what hand? I... Uh, uh, my my brain just paused. I, I could, I could see. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not taking You're, an hour dump. Who are you? Who are you? And what have you done with Graham Mill? Yeah. <laughs> and they say there were no problems with the second vaccinations. People, well, there we go. Uh, the thing is, and I, Bill I, Gates, his wife's just left him as well. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I'm I I hate leaving things to the the vagaries of dice when it comes to reserve rolls. It just irks me if i have to do that and i can't do anything with it because it's such a goes wrong you know it's yep. one of those things that 70 percent of the time it, it works you know one percent of the time sort of thing you know you will roll a two almost certainly when you just will need to roll a three so especially um, if, especially if you like mike yeah yep. so i i think a comms relay is a, is a 20 point upgrade it's really well worth it so and the last blood and gloria had a 600 point squad of Blood Angels that didn't come on the board until turn three or turn no turn four I think it was in the end because they kept bloody failing reserve rolls and mishap twice or whatever it was ridiculous think, so yeah I think completely I understand was I had a angst. storm eagle full of um, fire drakes like a oh, ten man squad of fire drakes and a rock hard um, character didn't come on till turn four and then on the turn it came on it got stunned I didn't give it extra armor so yeah. that means it had to just keep moving. Which meant that it just kept moving and, it, and off, off the board again. And it was just like, but it turned up about turn six. And it's like, you know, that was a thousand points in my army that did nothing in that whole game. So always, always reticent and always put extra armor on your, um, on your Storm Eagle folks as a pro tip. But yeah, so that's the plan. So I kind of like the idea of, you know, maybe this Titan has, you know, they've kind of found this Titan, you know, meandering around the woods. And this ultramarine squad are kind of escorting it somewhere. That was my initial plan: was to maybe get a fell blade, 
and have the ultramarines kind of escort this fell blade yeah, to yeah. a no, nothing quite says recon company like a warhound titan <laughs> and a fell blade yeah, i know yeah. right i know right but this is calf right so this is Power what i was gamer. kind of thinking not really i mean seriously i mean you can say what you like Fair what's your enough. name dave I'll, I'll I'll take the fact that, that how many typhons have you got? Are you taking with that? None, none, none. none. Listen, have you got an allied this, detachment that's more points than your main army. I have. Listen, this recovering company, they're escorting these two typhons <laughs> through the woods. Yeah, on a little stroll, and they and they, listen. The recon company is pretty limiting. I think. I mean, it, they're not great. It's a very bizarre kind of um, yeah. right of war. No. They're not. A Warhound Titan, however, is pretty useful. But it yeah, is, it is useful. I think if I was taking that and like a, a bolt hard squad of, you know, what? of um, like. those guys with the with the two plus with the AP two weapons uh, in the Ultramarines. Invicta Suzerains. Yeah, so if I had like them coming out of Wazoo, you you, you, you yeah. could absolutely have a case to say that's power game. I kind of Sorry, figured... I, I used to say that my wolves were a recon army, they just didn't want to walk, so they just got in spans <laughs> instead. Yeah. Um, so, so what I, I like is the way I think about tried, it. Like, uh, sorry, the way I think about it is that if you have something that's as powerful as the Titan, that means you can't have a very powerful other thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you kind of have to balance it. A recon company it's a really cool thing, but it's really, you know, you're going to get, all you only need to do is get, you know, a, a mediocre person in close combat and you kind of had it because those, you know, <laughs> sniper rifles aren't very good at clobbering people with. So. Not very yeah, good at shooting people with, to be honest. You're, you're not wrong there either. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I'm expecting the worst from those, if that's any consolation. So, but yeah, I just thought, you know, if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to do a recon company, it's not the greatest right war in the universe, but it's very thematic. And if I'm going to do that, I'll have something big as well, just to give it a little bit of balance. So that's the plan. Anyway, Chris, what, I, what I like is that you've you've uh, tied one hand behind your back, but you've put brass knuckles on the other hand. Just to <laughs> give it yeah, he's tied one hand behind his back and then pig, pig, picked up a really heavy meat cleaver in the one hand that's he's got left. AK-47 in the other. Listen, the thing <laughs> is that... The Titan does flatter to deceive a bit, a little bit. I mean, it is yeah, yeah. 750 points, so it's a chunk of change. It's only 13 at the front. Yes, it's got flare shields, but if you compare that to, say, the Atropos, you know, which is a void much, shields. Yeah, it's, yeah, void shield rather. So, you know, you've got to shoot them and get their army armor 12 to get through them, but they're not as good as, say, the um, flare shield that you do get with the Atropos, you know, which is, you know, making thing your, your armor sort of stronger technically and, you know, even better if you're shooting blast templates at it. So has got nine hole points, of course. So the same number as like a big tank. Um, and it can't be held in close combat, which is quite cool. So, and the guns, you know, the, the Vulcan mega bolter is a great, great gun. I think particularly against things like demons and stuff, because it's just a you know huge rate of fire. And we know how good the plasma blast cannon is because it's, yeah. you know, on, on that tank as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll totally concede that it's a, it's a bit of a monster, but you're right. It's really about putting tying one hand behind my back, but then in the other hand having a, the male gone, fist. <laughs> gone, gone are the days where you can do one in one turn with flame as his inch. Oh, yeah. yeah, but the thing is, ten op forty k doesn't doesn't haywire. I'm trying to think if something could just come along and drop a convenient Arvus lighter full of um, <laughs> sentinels and just go. Well, there goes you. Don't I think they don't they have something weird about haywire titans? I'll have to look it up. I don't think Melter. Is it melt? I think there's something, but yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to get. But that's the that's effectively the same tactic there, Chris, isn't it? It's a yeah. Arvus lighter, ten 
10, um, what are they called? 10, insert your... Insert haywire firing Mechanicum unit here, and it just, it's just gone. So there we go. That's me. That's very cool. Okay, so uh, next month... Oh, I'm... sorry, sorry, sorry. There is one more thing. I am going to try and start my Battlefield... Battlefleet Heresy Iron Warriors, which which uh, which is which good because that means I haven't got to paint. Uh, um, you haven't got to paint Iron that Warriors Legion. <laughs> that Legion, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I've I've put a link in the WhatsApp. I've linked the pictures of my bases, which is which might explain why my my bases for my custodies are pretty much a project on their own. They're very nice. They're very nice indeed. So Let's have a look. Okay. okay. Okay, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, very nice. Crikey. Those top two are t- uh, night size. Second, third one down to hundred mil across, and then dreadnought bases and all the rest. So it's not just a, it, they're not not just a matter of uh, a quick uh, quick dry brush or two. So you you kind of got you straight away from the. Uh pva glue plus tea leaves approach which is my yeah. default now and you're, you're going into something a bit more dare yeah. i say the word artisanal yes <laughs> dare yeah, I definitely, use that? Yeah. well this, this is these are from Un- unreal wargame studios who are the same guys who made all the buildings that um, mr brains had at the 30k channel which obviously you've both seen um all yes. those big all those big yes. buildings yes, that he had so, um, did i see something about him moving to new zealand yeah, i think he goes he next month Okay. Goes next month. Emigrating, yeah. he's still going to be running the channel from uh, from down under. It's a hell of a commute to play a game of 40k, isn't it? It, it is. Like, it is. Um, I, mean, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a long drive getting down to, <laughs> to, to Peterborough. Peterborough or wherever it was. I've got to, if I've got to fly 12 hours to beat you at a game, you know, <laughs> that's right. Out. Well, if you've got to fly 12 hours to get to New Zealand, you're on a bleeding fast plane. That's true. Uh, it's a long day, isn't it? Anyway, so that's everybody, isn't it? Michael? Uh, no, just me. Oh, no. Uh, my plans for next month, I'm going to do my uh, Peltast. The, uh, oh, speaking uh, of haywire nonsense. No, they don't have uh, No, the Peltast don't, don't have um, haywire. No, they just they've got AP, AP3 guns. Ah, okay. That's they can hide a Titan. Okay. They, yes, they can. They can fire smoke smoke shot as well and hide the Titan. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to start work on the Custodes vehicles, uh, get the... Uh, the grab attacks, the, pa- the the palace grab attacks done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which ones are that? Is that the yeah, the small? The, oh no, the little ones. the little nippy things, right? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. little diddy ones. I must yeah, say, I'm just was... sort of thinking about the color scheme because I think someone was telling me about uh, an interesting one would be to sort of sponge or dry brush Valdor gold over black, and I might. Yeah, someone was. Uh... Someone said that's that, how GW did it. That's how GW did theirs. They did lots of layering of sponging, layering on to add patina to it, but mixing in different colours into the gold at the same time as well. So you might like, put, put put tiny hints of purple in, tiny tiny hints of green in. Um, GW golds are horrendously orange. I can't stand them, but each. Well, I, I have picked up Valdor gold. I picked up Valdor gold air to maybe. I don't know. I might be gonna do the, the 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 sponging on i'm not sure if i've got the patience for it or just spray it on valdor gold has a more silvery nature to it <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah just, uh, I, I just want a whole i just want a completely different color palette for the vehicles just look it is now, more yes. like a, a, a white gold color than a, a, a yellow gold color yeah it's um 
Yeah. yeah, there's a lot okay. of them. Whichever one it is, it's in a spray that's basically just metallic orange. I can't stand it. Oh, that's uh, the uh, retro drama. drama. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what um, I do with retro drama? I, I mixed aggro shade with it to start painting onto rather than. And I think yeah, that, that, that might that'll that, work. That, Turns it down that, a bit. That turns it down a ton, and it makes it quite nice to paint with it because it does thin it, but without thinning it like water does, obviously. But anyway, there we go. So. Mr. Mr. B, that's the plan. Yep, just get those two. And maybe do a bit more Zomotalis terrain. I don't know. Yeah, he, said, he says he's done I'm that. Look, titan. Look, I'm not seeing that Titan, mate. You have painted an army's worth that's of models. A, that's the summer project. But I think what I'll do this month is I will um, probably start talking to people and asking, so what uh, What kind of tools do you think are going to be needed to, to do this properly? So he'll have a bit of, a bit of resin, if I remember rightly. Yeah. And I'm Gr- dreading. Graham, Graham will show you a picture that I sent him the other morning of what not to do. Um, I've heard lots of lots of um, uh, bad experiences with the, the toes. It wasn't the toes at me. I just well, did the legs wrong on mine. That's the that's the big that's the really big thing you need to. Yeah, take to your do. time and pin to get that, everything. Get get that middle section right is really key. It's a quite an awkward build actually. You know. I look at my model. It's one of those the ones that you look at, and I think Chris, you said you had one where you'd kind of posed it weirdly. Um, yeah, one of Michael? mine has yeah. pretty much um, every dreadnought I've ever done. And you're like, every time you look at it, it's like, oh man, I wish I hadn't done the legs like that. So my, that I, my my Titan looks like that, which is annoying, but I can't do anything about it. So I'm going to use the flipping thing. I've paid the money for it. It's been there for I'm, years. I needs to get on the table. The Telemon is sort of on the list to do soon, and I would try to go for a. It's sort of looking, firing to its side and sort of looking at the side and just got its, uh, you know, the, um, the fist, the CS, the, ca- the castus, Cestus, uh, just sort of firing. Unfortunately, because I'm absolutely terrible at posing contemptors and, and what have you and, and telemons, it, he's actually sort of raised up on tippy toes on one end. And yeah. mine's, um, I've magnetized his feet. I'm, I'm just, so he's, Sort of stuck, to, stuck to oh, and, and, to and the other one, and the other one with a spear. Oh God, I really, I'm really dreading Rob seeing how I pose that one. Do you know what? Well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you out for it or anything, chap. I'm just, um, <laughs> you I'm say, gonna, uh, I'm, um, I'm just trying to get, a, I'll just get a picture of, picture. Of, what I find with with stuff like dreads and whatnot is find a find a picture of a person in an interesting pose and match it. Don't try and come up with something from from nothing. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. Yeah, I, thought, I would avoid that. It looks awful. Must be if I. Were <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we 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 don't want a a, a Telemon sixty nine. <laughs> it's 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 just the plain old sword blade. It's just plain old dreadful. I've used the, the, um to pose stuff. I use a little bit of, of green stuff because it's a bit like blue tack, but it's actually a bit more adhesive. Um. Mm. And it just to sort of work out where the model goes. I know people actually do use blue tack, but I find that sometimes that can not come off very well. Yeah. But um, just to just to actually give it, it can hold it together enough for you to kind of pose stuff and move it around. I found that quite a useful tactic because, like you, it's like once it's glued, it's glued, and it's like, oh my god, now I'm screwed. I found the arms on the Telemon quite interesting to, because I've not I've not got any of the. I'm not using Asestus at all. I've, I've gone, you know, two guns because more points equals buying less models um, and killing more stuff. Who needs victory points when everybody's dead? Um, can't claim an objective if you're just a smear. Just in, um, just in that fist is just the, the 
the it flavor on that is um, I don't know where my owl tail's gone actually. Um, um, lost somewhere. But but I found the arm really quite challenging to pose with the, with the two um, with the two weapons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Shall we head on to State of the Union? Right, so now it's time for State of the Union, the look at what's going on in the heresy and hobby community, starting with some news from close to home. Uh, Mr. B is going to be doing a 24-hour painting stream on Twitch at the end of May in aid of the Marine Conservation Society, so they can clean up the oceans for our manatee friends and other uh, aquatic beasts that we are also keen on. Uh, I, know we were looking, I know we were looking for the manatee specific charity but when i was looking at the, the logistics of it apparently it's money wise we'll get more to charity if we stick it to a uk one or something uh, and oh. it was like all right but it's a good cause anyway that's good yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for this one we're actually on board um mr b is going to be painting a table's worth of terrain uh for that's coming of legends event helped by megan and joined by the rest of us on various stages throughout the whole uh, ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 24 hours are split into two shifts for health reasons, so that he actually gets some sleep this time round. Uh, so he'll be at the desk from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on the 29th, and then the same again on the 30th of May. So that's always good. It was good fun last time. Me and Graham popped in for a bit and teased you as we always do. Yes, uh, and I've got technology working, so I can have people coming on Skype properly and it not yeah. sound terrible. Because Megan uh, kept you going, and, and so did Lindsay and other other folks. Mr. Frost, I remember being involved. Yes, he so, was. You know, very late at night. Uh, yeah, I might, uh, be able to pop on, I might be able to pop on on the morning of the 29th before I start work. Okay, you yep. see. So, yeah, I start, started building the, the train on Monday. It's mostly um, the new sort of like starter set stuff terrain, but which is actually really good. Very cool. Cool. Uh, Very good. Uh, those buildings just go together like, just like that. Cool. Incredible. Anyway, just like yeah. that. Yeah, they do. They do. The, the Tommy Cooper of uh, yeah. terrain sets. It is. They are. They are fantastic terrain sets. I definitely, definitely, really want some more of them because they are nice. Anyway, lovely. Um, Warhammer stores in England and Wales are now open again. Rejoice, which is amazing for us, uh, especially as it coincided with a restock of Citadel spray paints. Is that right, Mr. B? Yeah. Okay. They were were quite low globally, weren't they, for a while? Yeah, basically it turned (laughs) out that apparently... um, Were they stuck in the Suez Canal for a few weeks? No, no, they are made in Britain. No one's properly confirmed this for me yet, but um, apparently the cans needed to be recertified to be sold in Europe because we're not an EU member anymore, so some changes had to be made. Makes sense. So... It's like, well, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. And that's maybe a reason why they were out of stock. But that's, okay. that's what they that's what they say. I don't know how true that is, but mm-hmm. it sounds realistic because I know a lot of industries have faced that kind of problem. For sure. But yeah. OK, uh, right. So uh, Warhammer Community had an article about 
black library books that were made better by their covers um which is a little bit of heresy because they represented it with uh master of mankind because I mean, let's be perfectly honest that is a phenomenal cover that is my ipad um back screen the the front cover of master of mankind it is it's on mine as well actually <coughs> um it's a really really nice piece of artwork so mm-hmm. Um, I follow I the gonna... chap who does them on uh, Instagram at Skinny Elbows. Yes, oh, he's a mate of mine on Facebook, which is really quite mm, cool. He's uh, well worth uh, well worth a follow. I love his um his like World War Two comic covers. I was going to say he did the uh, graphic for the recent Guy Martin Battle of Britain. Yep. Um, program as well, which admittedly the program itself was somewhat disappointing, but uh, the graphic at the start was good. <clears throat> I listened to the. We have ways of making you talk interview and thought, no, I'll give this a miss, thanks. He, he's a, Which he's one? a very good painter. Uh, with, with Guy Martin. Oh, did it? Oh, I'm, I'm still catching up from when I'm... Oh, yeah, they, now that they I can't listen to 30 hours of podcasts a week of work, <coughs> I'm still in February. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's a that's a really, really, really nice one. I've just been learning about Hans Globke. What an awful oh, human yeah. being he was. Absolutely monster. Um, that's, that's another story for another time and another podcast. Mm, on another podcast, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, nothing the Tannis first John they couldn't have sorted out. Yeah. Um, so it's me now, isn't it? Yes. It so, is. yep. um, yes, White Dwarf 463 had an article on painting non metallic metals. Now, yeah, I had a read of this. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, non metallic metals. I've never been able to ever get my head around them at all. And even when they're like explained, like, oh, just do this. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, fine. That's like, okay, cold fusion, just get it to work. Well, no. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's not, it, it's like, yeah, it, it's easy once you know how, but so is quantum physics. You know what I mean? Um, it's the getting to know how that's the tricky bit. It's the getting to know how that is the tricky bit. And, you know, and they give you these examples and it's like, here's something Darren Latham did or here's something Rich Gray did or here's something Andy Wardle did. And you're like, yes, show me something that somebody normal did that doesn't look like they've either painted it brown or grey. I'm going to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I don't like <clears throat> non-metallic metals if they're not on competition pieces. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like think... it if it's done. If it's if it's done to the kind of standard of the people that I've mentioned that I just mentioned, yeah, I like it. But again, it, it is that competition thing. It, it's yeah, you're controlling the controlling the reflections, you're controlling the lighting, you're controlling what the person sees, and it does make them easier to photograph because you know high shine metallics can be difficult to photograph. But if you don't get it right, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the article here. There's a picture of Sigvald underneath one of the. Um, uh, heavy metal Sigmal, Sigvald that armour I am sorry does not look gold his armour looks orange it, yeah. it, it's, it, and brown it doesn't look gold if you look at Andy Wardle's Dawn that looks gold Sigvald doesn't look gold there and like I can't do I can't do it I'm not saying oh it's not a good job and I could do any better because I couldn't do 1% of it I can't do non-metallic metals but I, I just yeah. I just think when it's not on a not on a competition piece and I've seen it done on gaming pieces and it's just like yeah but as soon as you move to another angle it doesn't look good if that makes any sense it's very yeah. it's, it's all about the angle you view it at and as a gaming piece I don't 
pink non-metallic metals are good. But the reason sort of we include this in our section, because otherwise we, why would we talk about games, is they use the lion mm-hmm. as their example on what to work with, which is really nice because it's a big heresy release getting a good old um a good old look at gets, in, gets a bit of pick, you know it's, it's some heresy in white dwarf getting some page time that doesn't happen to actually turn out to be three quarters primaris in the background so um it was <laughs> i'm gonna keep that gate i am gonna keep that gate um yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that along with the custodies army are we gonna keep those both in the same box yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely okay. um so, yeah, it's it's nice to use, but something like non-metallic metals, I don't think a, a, a tutorial is a, a sort of written tutorial like that is the way forward. It's what if you want to learn how to do that, put your hand in your pocket when things are safe. Go to a course, go to a cult of paint course, go and you know, or uh, anybody else who's who's running one, and or get some individual tuition with someone online because reading it from a book, you just like mm, paint it brown, then paint it yellow, then paint it a bit white, and you're like, mm, okay, okay. Well, not not a hit then from the <laughs> edge the, the, the team. Thing is, the I'm... finished the finished article, the finished picture of the lion, it does look ace. Oh, uh... it's just it's the stage by stages where you go where you've painted the wings on his head brown. And now you've painted bits of the brown bits yellow, and then like, you've added some white draw into two, that. Draw two circles, then the rest of the owl. Yes, basically, yeah. yeah draw two circles, then draw the rest of the owl. That's exactly what it is. <coughs> okay. Well, that, that free hand, uh, un- undercoat your non-metallic, yeah. undercoat your non-metallic metal model. Paint your non-metallic metal model. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, exactly like this. Okay, so not necessarily recommended. Uh, I think you're right. Maybe. Getting, interesting for a look you know but um, it's a technique it's, it sounds like it's something that you probably want to sort of individually be coached on to get it get it right because otherwise it just looks like it's brown or it's gray yeah it, it's something that's going to take a lot a lot of skill okay a lot, a lot and a lot of practice so don't try and do it on the lie in the first time because it's a 75 quid or 80 quid primark model yeah <laughs> okay awesome okay <clears throat> Right, uh, let me just gather myself back together. Uh, right, two new game mats from Deep Cuts. <coughs> when are you going to sort this sponsorship out, Michael? Because we're giving them free Sorry. advertising every month. All the time. Every, I know, right? All um, the time. Right, let me try that again now that do I can you, sort of talk. thousands of listeners. Surely that's got to get us one. Dear deep, deep, deep Cut Studios, about Company of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> we need uh, some right. mats. <laughs> Okay. I think there are some mats coming already. Okay. All right, two new game mats from Deep Cut Studios. The Realm Just of Shadows tickled me that. <laughs> uh, would look quite cool for some desolate alien landscapes and mountains, which is well for mountainous table. The clue really being in the title there. Uh, yep, it looks like a snowy top mountain range. Uh, looks very nice indeed. And the other one looks like. Uh, what I imagine Mars looks like. Yeah, so, the shadow one that looks really nice. There. Yeah. Both the print, nice. the print quality they get is awesome. That does not look two D. No, it does not. It really doesn't. Like, just scrolling around the picture, that print when quality. You, when I, you see I, it in the I face, I definitely prefer the, the Realm of Shadows one. I think that's a really cool one as well. You know. But yeah, yeah I mean, realm. oh, that stuff is just so nice. The other yeah, one. Definitely. The, the other one, you, you basically all, all you need on the other one is a Balrog and a Gandalf. Yeah. 
Yes, you do. To yeah, go back to it. them again on the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodthirster <laughs> and a librarian. And you uh, smite his ruin <laughs> upon the mountains. Yes, I cast him down. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, some, as per normal, uh, Deep Cut Studios, Matt's really nice, the mouse pad version. Very tempting. 70 quid or 70 euros. Um, we saw a new model for Malaga's The Twisted. Mm-hmm. In a new regular article for Heresy called Legion Dispatch, would you Adam and Eve it? So Malagast the Twisted of the Sons of Horus. I suppose you should say we saw a model for Malagast the Twisted because he's never had one previously. So no. What do you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, no. A lot of people were saying, oh well, this one is uh, Malagast in the uh, command set, but I really like it. So I really like it i think the paint job might be a bit clean but yeah. that's um it's a hell of a paint job that's that, it, it, it's a beautiful paint job it's just a lot cleaner than you see a lot of heresy models in that that's it's, that's i think to be fair this is painted by someone in the yeah this is metal. Heavy, it's, this is it's heavy, heavy metal. metal yeah it's but it's metal. a beautiful sculpt yeah i think it's an yeah. absolutely stunning sculpt i've seen a few people complaining about it but, you know, that's because yeah. GW have released <laughs> I like, something. <laughs> I like the fact that he's basically having to use the standard to hold himself up. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah. he, you can see he's sort of, it's, it's, it's not using it to hold it. It's yeah. holding him up. It's holding himself him up, up on it. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you'd think if you were a bit, if you're a bit crocked, then you probably wouldn't take such a massive piece of battle bling around with you, really, would you? Yeah, you'd, but he's, his armour is still going to give him extra strength, isn't it? You'd be like, Horus, I'm a bit knacked, mate. Can, can we have something a bit less showy or can we get somebody else to carry your big vanity yeah, project? The, the, the thing war is, master have something in, less showy. In the law, in the law, he's not really a fighting man. No, so, not anymore. No, so um, why would his model be in a big, you know, fighty pose? It's a supporting pose, as it were. I can't even remember his rules from the pen. Sons of Horus, so I don't know if he is a fight it's, character. It's an incredible oh, model, and it wouldn't be difficult to convert it to be a Vexilla bearer for any other Legion either. Yeah, or have to get well, I don't know, the... that massive Eye of Horus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot that, of Eye of Horus on there. Yeah, but that's the bit that you clip off, and there's only one on his stomach. There's only one on his belly. Uh, well, we don't know what the shoulder pads are like. Oh, yeah. well, who hasn't got uh, spare shoulder pads kicking about? If they're sculpted about? in or whatever is what I mean. Oh, yes, I so. tell you what, though. I tell you what, a lot of people have been saying, oh, that's got to be plastic. That's got to be plastic. The, the, oh, the, uh, they said the, the eyes too, uh, the eyes too clean. It's the paint job. It's an heavy metal paint job. That's what it is. I, I agree. That that said, that Grim said the it. base again. But again, the base for Eidolon was very. Uh, yeah, because they don't want to waste their money anymore. Yeah, it's heavy yeah. metal. It's heavy metal cleanup. It's heavy metal paint job. It's gonna. It doesn't. It, you're not going to be able to tell what the material is underneath. The Balrog they photograph still is metal. Yeah. So, yes. Right. Well, a lot I, of the, a lot of the older models are still the old original metal ones. Mm. They very rarely go and retouch them. But okay. Like, so, anyway, Malik, on the Malik plus side, twisted rules wise, as Mister B raised this question earlier, okay. he's a fighter or a or a lover. Is he a fighter <laughs> or a lover? Yeah. Yeah. Will he support you or will he uh, just exactly. go for it? Exactly. Well, good lord. Well, uh, there's a question. <coughs> there's a question. Deep at the heart of all man. Uh, right, Malakurst twisted. 140 points. Weapon skill 5, blister skill 5. 
So, you know, he's, he's no slouch he's for a man. That, he's not that broken, then. <laughs> yes, strength four, toughness four, three wounds. I mean, he's not looking okay, too better, bad. Better than how, many would he, how many wounds <laughs> did he have before he was twisted? Yeah. Uh, he initiated four, two attacks apiece. Leadership ten, three plus save. He has power armor, power sword, yeah. uh, bolt with bane strike, fragment crack grenade, refractor field. Uh, right, what are the bad sides to him? Let's have a look. Bearer yes. of the Eye. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. The equerry, uh, as per. So if Malaga is present in the attachment with Sons of Force Spectrum, attachment squads, and Sons of Force Reaver squads may be taken as troop choices in that detachment. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, broken in body. <clears throat> Once one of the finest warriors in his legion, his body was shattered by terrible injuries that left him with three wounds and strength five, uh, <laughs> which will which have left him a shadow of his former glory. Again, God. three wounds, strength five. Uh, what, was he Valdor? <laughs> he was basically Valdor in disguise. <laughs> uh, Malakurst, that any unit he joins may not make run moves or sweeping advances. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <coughs> Put him with a cataract eye. Yeah. Terminators. Yeah, stick him so with just there. He doesn't have anything, I suppose, making those troop choices, but I thought he would have more of a sort of strategic buff for the whole army you know maybe re-roll reserve rolls or something if he was you know he was a a sort of master strategy he was a he was a politician though not a strategic he was was a political genius okay fair enough he was all all about maintaining horus's power yeah so maybe a boost to like the army's morale or something taking those squads is pretty good yeah i I love those leather van braces over his armor though yeah those kind of like I think it's a fantastic model. Like you're gonna do jump on the return to Istvan thing. Like Do you think it was do you think it was a purposeful decision to have the Emperor aided by an old man with a walking stick? And then Horus to have an old man aided by a walking stick too. Oh, yeah. sort of a, Ooh, I I've never even considered that. that. It's a definite parallel there, isn't well, it? I think I think you're I think yeah. I, I think guess it might just be one of those kind of classic an old man with a walking journey. stick who an old man with a walking stick who when you really look at it isn't as feeble as he might seem <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. but weapon skill five ballistic skill five <laughs> three wounds exactly, you know yeah. malkador like oh i'm an old man but i will melt your face with my brain from you, three years the away. entire continent that you're uh, living on here yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, quite yes. possibly quite possibly chris there could be a, a deliberate um Parallel there. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Both die in service of their masters as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoilers for people. No. If people haven't I, I known Malag- that that's... No, knowing that Malaghurst died is I think I think that's kind of like you know No, I know that one's well, Mal- I didn't know Malaghurst died. <laughs> Graham, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how many bo- how many books have you read? Two? Three? Has the eyes <coughs> included? Has and the that, does that include actually the, escaped his band three? Yes. Does that, does that, uh, does that, and how many, and how many spot the dog books are included in that? <laughs> that oh, you mean how many horse? How many books are? I read many books. Michael, it's but two, how many? How many? Two. How many books in the Horus Heresy I read? You were right first time with three. So I think I'm first heretic, maybe yes. Horus Rising. Absolutely. After that, it gets a bit hazy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Knows Malkador dies, Publication so dates on, of he, 2007. <laughs> 2007, I think, yeah. Okay. 2005 for Horus Rising. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm up with current affairs. 
So um, about yes. where you should, you're about where you normally are on uh, on um, things. Yeah, about 15 years behind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. Honestly, so, I do actually know that Malkador does die though. I knew that yeah, bit. He, he jumps in the Golden Throne to he keep does. it running, keep it running while the seconds, Emperor goes to the vengeful spirit. Yeah. He's like, I'll just settle this in two minutes. It won't do a harm. Okay, how bad like, can it be? Burn my eyes. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, White uh, <coughs> lasts longer yeah. on the backup one. Go on, uh, okay, Needy Cat Games are going to be running some courses on designing and developing miniature war games. Now, Needy Cat Games, of course, is the company uh, formed and run by James Hewitt, who is the genius behind Adeptus Titanicus, Necromunda, Blitz Bowl, and Hellboy. Uh, seminars are twenty pounds each, or thirty-five pounds for both. So they are quite cool. They are quite good, and obviously James is—he knows what he's talking about, you know. It's mm. a good idea. Mm-hmm. I, thought needy cat, I thought needy cat were already we, going before 18 should we develop out. an edge of empire game should <laughs> is, is, is that your way of saying we're just going to make our own faq oh, no i think it's no, I, no I think, blackjack uh, no i think i think they could be saying in this gentleman okay anyway could, like tangent that's what we call it yeah, it could be like a special tangent button. Anyway, no, yeah. James, James Game is a... for the family. Play Edge of Empires. Tangent edition for all the family. Uh, anyway, James is actually a proper nice bloke. So, and, uh, no, he, he formed Needy Cat when he um, left Games Workshop. Ah, uh, right. Okay. He left it Games Workshop. Cards against humanity, but you have to then put a random card down and then have to discuss it for two and a half mm. minutes. And, then... no, he, um, he, he and left... obviously we'd spell manatee different at the end of humanity. Yeah. yeah. He he, yeah. he left uh, oh, cards when, against manatees. When he left GW, he did uh, he immediately set up Needy Cat, and then they got the contract to do Blitzball. Gotcha. <clears throat> That's quite good. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, going on to Rob. Uh, yes, indeed, Warhammer Fest is going on right now as we record this episode. Like right now, like whenever you're listening to it, it's actually happening. Yes. right now and strange yes parallel, exactly welcome 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 to the future from the past um and a, a full report of said fest uh involving plastic starter sets heresy version 2 whoa, plastic, whoa, whoa, whoa. plastic thunderhawks 19 oh, plastic titans squats confirmed squats and gene stealer limousines and the plastic model of the emperor will follow after this segment um, it's, none of that might actually yeah, be, true. Might be true. Wouldn't it be funny if some of it was? If if ninety percent of what we just made up was true. Yeah. Incidentally, there has been a lot of rumor, hasn't there? There is. <coughs> for those of you who may not have followed this, there is a special mystery slot oh, yeah. uh, towards the end of the week. And of course, of course, it's Age of Sigma Third Ed. All right, all right. I'm just building up the tension, but now you're really. <laughs> If, yeah, oh, but if, we build, if we build up the tension, the neckbeards get whirling, thinking it's going to be a plastic start attack. No, what people, what people have been saying, yeah, we don't know anything, obviously. Um, and if we did know something, think it's about it, we wouldn't be able to talk about this right now because we're under an NDA. But yeah. there has been a lot of talk, a lot of you know that kind of adage that you know nature abhors a vacuum. So we've kind of poured <laughs> the heresy community have poured everything into the fact that maybe on this last day, just maybe with all the sort of hints and tips and a few, you know, 
few kind of spoiler sites people have been saying something big is on the horizon and they kind of had they put it on the back burner because of covid and now they're going to be ready to unleash it on the world i think there's been a lot of rumors and a few of the podcasts have covered this right so it's not you know not just us i know pure truth have mentioned it and i also know that um heresy scott their new podcast covered it as well so is there anything in it here's the thing okay <clears throat> And we, we don't go into conjecture like... Um, yeah, we do. We conjecture all the time. We are the no, monsters of conjecture. No, absolutely not. We, we, we did in fact, Graham. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, okay, so in this, so the Malachurst model comes out. Yes. It, it, it's, and it, even in there, they say, oh, you can find the rules for this in Horus Heresy Book 2 Massacre. Well, if they were going to switch it out for a new game or a new version, because they'd have to redo all the rules for that... I don't think they're going to promote a model and then say, oh, by the way, the rules for it in this book is going to go out of date in 20 minutes. I think the rules in book two are out of date for him anyway. Yeah, that's not, that's no. not a bad shout either. Anyway, I, to be fair, games Warhammer community don't know what they're talking about when it comes to games. Never have, never will. <clears throat> Half the stuff they say is wrong. That's also true. So, anyway, gents. Sorry, this isn't me having a go at anyone in Warhammer. Community. I was going to say Warhammer community have now just taken us off. It. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about Warhammer. Whatever community. list. Whatever list we were on, we're off now. There's so a reason many, we don't get preview copies of things, Michael. So many, so <laughs> many times they have to get called up for you put the wrong picture up, you put the wrong rule up. This is complete. And they're and, not. They're, and they're you not love the it ex- every time you have to do it. They're not the experts in the game. That's no, they're a marketing tool, aren't they? Yeah, so they're they a might not necessarily be up to speed with all the things that uh, oh you'd think they'd be joined up you know companies and companies anyway yeah. i'm just going to do a quick straw poll here mm. do the question that i would ask you all individually is do you think the mystery <coughs> day you know when god himself rested do we think <laughs> that this seventh day actually do we think that this will be heresy related i'm going to start with mr b yes yep. or no that's what i need Rob. Nope. Chris. <laughs> no. oh, okay. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, I think it is. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, just so that at least one of us might be might be right if it's something happens. I think we've got two possible chances for heresy coming. Box games is as we record this is tomorrow. Uh, okay. So you think there might be another heresy box set? Maybe. I don't know whether we fall under box. Ga- I think Adeptus Titanicus, Titanicus. box games. Yeah. So I think if we're going to get any heresy content, it's going to be either in the box games or we'll be just sandwiched in the Warhammer 40k stuff. Do you, can I, can I do wish you, list just in case I can predict the future by 24 hours? What about, so, you know, we have all, this whole thing about the the SKU numbers the, on the on mm-hmm. the thing last month, which was super interesting as well. Um, you know, maybe the signs are there. When you say box games, you know, like the original horror, heresy you know, like Burning of Prospero, and yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was a that's box game in itself. It just happened to be happenstance that we could use the figures they, to they, set armies up in Harris. They've got a whole division called, well, the, the, you know, a section of the site, box games. It's where they shove Blood Bowl, it's where they shove mm. Necromunda, um, and uh, Adeptus Titanicus, Aeronautica. And if we're going to get anything for Heresy, I think strongly it's going to be there. I, I just don't know. I just can't see them adding another column on there for Horus Heresy. Uh, I reckon. I reckon it's going to be the FAQ. I reckon that's what it'll be on the, on the eighth on the eighth day. GW went here. 
have yeah. an FAQ. Like a tablet really, from the mountain to keep 78 pages going. long. But that's, correct that's everything said, that we want corrected. That said, uh, there is a lot, uh, as Graham says, there's a lot of talk about a heresy second edition. There's always, you know, there's always lots of talk about. Uh, the, the thing that it's always. Been a bit more, it's been a bit more vocal than I can remember, to be honest the with thing you. That get, the thing that maybe strikes me is the fact that when news left, He's he, he said quite a few times on Facebook groups, don't worry, great stuff is coming soon. And maybe I'm just taking him at his word and assuming he's not trolling us. I mean, he's not really been that kind of guy. But then again, he does play Alpha Legion. So, yeah, um, I mean, I see what you mean. It's it's an interesting one. I mean, I guess but this, there might be a bit of fallout. I mean, if we don't have anything right, if they go through all seven days of this thing, but there's, no there's ex- nothing but, for heresy that could. But why would there be? Quite you're right, Chris, of course. Because I'm, I'm, they haven't playing devil's advocate a little bit. But yeah. There's no reason for there to be, because I haven't said there's going to be. If we don't get... Yeah, but they've not said there's going to be anything for Necromunda. They've not said there's going to yeah, be anything more, for... Yeah, but more people play Necromunda than play Heresy. Yeah, they just shoved Nec- they, Necromunda and Euronoxia. They're in the box game section, so... Yeah. But that's, that's, I think, that's where they live on their website. Yeah, that's why I think if we're going to get something, I think we'll get a box game. Okay, so I, Michael's prediction... Is that if is that no fundamentally there will be nothing specific for heresy in this week, but if there is by some chance it's going to be revealed tomorrow in the box game section. Yeah, I mean alternatively if they're just going to reveal oh here's such and such model um, I don't know yeah. uh, demon angron or whatever they'll or can't yeah I think they'll sort of Especially... shove that in between the Warhammer 40k stuff because I wouldn't be surprised if we got. Um... If we got the Khan model, considering the book they announced today. Mm. Yeah, that wouldn't yeah, surprise that's true. me either. Well, that's what I would think if we do get a, a box game. If we do get a box game, it wouldn't surprise me if that's where it goes with something like Plastic Mark II to shut everybody up. <laughs> um, and potentially plastic jet, plastic jet bikes. I don't know if I can see Plastic Mark II. I think it's going to be very difficult with all those undercuts. I think there's... There's more chance of Plastic Mark II than there is plastic jet bikes. There's no, so. there's, there's no more undercuts on Plastic Mark II than on Plastic Mark III. I have no idea what you're talking about when you say undercuts, but I'm assuming you know what you're talking about. So, Rob, <laughs> uh, you're saying so that, what, what do you get? Exactly? It's just massive conjecture and supposition. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think we will get anything. Okay. Ever the, ever the this week. This week, but I think when it comes... The next iteration will come in box game format. I don't think they'll just go, oh, by the way, we've released this. But I, do, I don't think it'll be a Horus Heresy game. I think the rulebook will, rulebook version two will be separate. I think there may be another box game in future if people stop moaning long enough. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things that you know. Every time a, a, a neck beard, a neck beard whirls, whatever we're going to get gets put back a month. The older reset the clock with the squats thing, for example. Yeah, basically, and yeah. Plastic everybody, sisters, everybody, of course. But yeah, they did turn up. And they just got, un- they've had two codexes in eighteen months. <laughs> so, uh, because up until eighteen months ago, there was that you know, an immediate meme, like you know, up until eighteen months ago, all GW fans give us plastic sisters, and <laughs> this week GW fans, not that many. <laughs> so here's the thing what about you chris so no, michael's it'll, uh, it'll no. come and go and there'll be nothing in it for us because like there's no reason not, not even i mean this week 
Nothing. We we I might get an Atomantic Pervers. We might get an Atomantic Pervers. Can you imagine? Cool. What a world. What a world and, that would be. What a dystopian future we would have originally stumbled seen into. 2000 and whatever it was. Yeah. 2002. Seven, Seventeen. In the wild. Yeah. It's longer than three years ago. I, I, I still think we'll see something for Titanicus. Even if it is yeah. just the, the oh, other yeah, version Titanicus of the War. I can understand. Even if sure. it's just the other version of the Warbringer Nemesis. Okay. So, yeah. folks, Titanicus if you stuff, want... but no, yeah. no okay. 30k classic. Right, there we go. So that's the general consensus. We feel, of course, that, after this segment, then we'll then confirm or deny our um, yeah, our predictions. But uh, I think, do you know what? I'm just going to be contra- contrary and say yes, it's going to happen. They're going to they're going to have a little kind Graham of Mills is basically QAnon yeah. of the heresy. Uh, that's right. That's totally true. Um, there'll be like a little Columbo moment at the end of it, you know, Oh, just one more thing. The classic kind of Steve jobs, uh, big show and thing at the end of a Apple conference. Here you go. Here's a little teaser for the vision two of heresy. You heard it here, folks. I've got a clue what I'm talking about. Nothing new there. Many would say, but that's what we're going for. So no, no, no. And yes, absolutely. Everything you ever wanted will be shown. this week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great little segue. Um, you're next, Mr. Chris. Oh, hello. Uh, right, Dave Taylor um, is currently running a series of art books, uh, funding a series of art books, not running a series of art books, on Kickstarter, looking at the art of himself, Miniature Monthly, and the Anna and Anna Polsanak. Yep, I've probably mangled that, and I'm I can only apologise. No, it's cock. Whatever you do in your bedroom is none of our business. Gardens of of Hecate on uh, Instagram. There we go. Um, Well worth a look if you like pretty minis, and they are some very pretty minis. um, Yeah, there's going to be an interesting series. That There's a couple of them that I'd want to get, but I'm not bothered about getting a full (laughs) set of them. Yeah. So they wanted £14,000 and they got £37,000. So well done, those of you that uh, backed that project. I think it's still funding, isn't it? It could be. uh, (coughs) It's just closed it up. It's got 15 days to go. 666 backers. Oh, yeah. Slightly ironic. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool stuff in there. Very cool stuff. So is that like modelling painting guides? Yes. Books of modelling painting. Just pictures of pretty miniatures. Yes. Um, I just just, um, funded the, um, what do you call it? Golden Demon Compendium, Volume 1. Okay. Uh, Oh, I uh, never saw that. Pledged for that one. Because, yeah, I thought that would be quite a funky, funky thing. Very cool. Very nice. Good stuff. So, anyway, there's that. Look forward to it if you want to back that. You still can. Um, Warhammer merchandise are now offering some cool t-shirts with old school white dwarf covers on them 150 of them if you would believe um, so let's have a little look-see on these any that would uh, grab your grab your attention seems like a very easy thing that, to do that, for them that one that one with the crux imperial um, yeah the crux imperialis looks really cool crux I was, terminatus uh, I can't remember what it's called now yeah, Crooks Terminatus. I was very tempted to order a, a one four six, which was the first one I ever bought myself, um, to wear underneath my shirt at the wedding. But I, I made the mistake of, of voicing that opinion 
out loud in the living room. Uh, foolish, um, foolish boy. Was uh, very nearly <laughs> atomized by the glare. <laughs> Beginner's um, error. Here's the thing. I'm not sure I like them on T-shirts. No, I'm kind of with you on that. They look like they've just been thumped onto a T-shirt. <laughs> It looks like someone's gone at home, printed off, printed it off onto printer, iron on t-shirt paper, and just (laughs) whacked it on. The only time it kind of works is when you've got a dark cover with dark background. If that makes any sense, they might work okay with white shirts, but the otherwise they just look too glaring to me. Yeah. Um, The only one that looks reasonably okay, I can't even see what number that one is with infestation written on it. Um, but that one looks kind of okay, but maybe just the way they've oh, sort of photoshopped. I've, I have seen a few people saying they're going to get, I can't remember what issue it was, but it says with free Citadel miniature on the front, on, on the and thing. And then complain and then, when they haven't got a free miniature. No, they're, no, they're, no, they're just going to put a Marine in a bag and then staple it to the T-shirt. Oh, yeah, very <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, Some of them are pretty coming. cool, mine. Yeah. Particularly the old school yeah. ones. Like Car Wars on the front of it. I mean, that must be prehistoric. Dark, dark Future. Oh, was that Dark Future? Dark Future. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, are, there's definitely quite a lot of nostalgia looking at some of these. I've got to be honest with you. Which may be the market they're going for. In fact, the older I, ones. I'd better. I'd love a book of just the covers. Actually, I would I'd imagine be. that our friend George is going to be picking up at least one of these. I should imagine George will be uh, right on the blower. Yeah. You know what, there are some pretty good ones. Even some of the colours do actually work quite nicely. Yeah. yeah once you go into it, it a bit better. It works. There's, the, um, there's the one with the sort of classic kind of Rogue Trader um, issue 93 T-shirt. Yeah, you know what, I've, after saying you, all that... When I'm you when you pick the right, when you find the right picture that bring, that hits that nostalgia button, you're like, yeah, actually, I'd really like that one. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool. Let's move on before I spend money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, awesome. Uh, right, Terry Pike, rather nice guy who paints uh, minis, uh, was featured on Warhammer Community with this amazing Bellacore model, and it's really nice with all these pinks and purples, and just looks. Oh, I wish I could paint. Really, really nice paint it is a nice. I had a look at this one on Warhammer Community a few days ago. I think I prefer his his paint colour to the heavy metal one. Okay. Really nice. Well, that is really nice, isn't nice. it? Wow, that really is lovely. In fact, I'm. It's a. It's a. Yeah, you can see a lot more of the model, can't you, because of the lighter yeah. palette. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just he. He just stands out nice. I think he's. I think he's even more. He's a bit more menacing for not being like you know. Like the shadow super, creature super dark and grey oh wow that does look great mm. yeah awesome absolutely incredible uh yeah I love that he's uh, got a lot of big demons as well Chris by the way so you yeah know, if, you look, good, if you look if you look at the picture yeah, on the bottom yeah. some real big big sluggy monsters. oh the old um the greater oh, yeah, unclean one I think we've I think we've seen that army at a um Blood and Glory, Glory. playing playing Age of Sigma because the the pink the pink tentacles coming off the bases definitely rings a bell. I'm sure we've seen that arm or one incarnation of that army at Blood and Glory. If it, if it might have even been the one with the um, dry ice generator and oh, the, dis- yeah. the display board that he built. I've definitely seen it before. Anyway, the um, the basin is familiar. 
Okay, cool. Very nice. Very nice indeed. That is a that is a fine fine piece of work. Thumbs up. Yeah, from not me. A, and not a bad job when White Dwarfs. Uh, by the way, Mr. Hobby, Mr. Community Hobbyist, do you want this ninety quid model? And can you paint it for uh, White Dwarf? I will give you it early. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Cool. So that would be on to me. Mm. Now, um, there's not a link on this one, so I'm not sure I'm looking at the right thing. Oh, but right. Yes. No, I'll put the link in there now. Um, I'll miss that. Is it the one by Owen L. Evans? No, I'm just putting a link in there now. It's by. Okay. Uh, oh, da 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 da. Just link the whole thing. Silly me, because I literally added it in at the last second, because I was like, I had a, the the thing open in my in in, in, the, in the browser and just hadn't put it in the notes yet. There we are. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's Stackerack. Stackerack. Um, um, not to be confused Stackerack. with. Are they, are they a spring of wild bangerang? <laughs> uh, no, it's super customizable plastic stacking paint racking designed to hold paints from all major miniature paint ranges. I'm so actually a little bit intrigued by this because my my space gets taken up, you know, horizontally rather than vertically, you know, with paints. And I was thinking, hmm, that is not a bad little thing. I was kind of curious how it works. Now, um, I can't think of whose paint racks I've got. Um MDF, I've got some MDF ones. I've got some MDF ones, but they they kind of slope down at a forty five degree angle, right? Those are the so they still CCs, yeah. They? So they still take up a fair chunk of room. In fact, I've got some here that somebody can absolutely but the, use. Yeah, them. but these are actually just a ver- these are just like a vertical wall, though, aren't yeah. they? With like a forty five degree paint yeah. slot in it. Um, Which I'm quite the, intrigued. There with. is a video further it's, down the page. Yeah, what I do like about it, I'm just flicking through, you pledge a tenner. If you've got a 3D printer, you just get the STL file and just print as many as you want. That is a good that, idea, isn't it? That is cool. That is cool. But whether you just get the STL file for like a single unit, okay. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, okay. all, it's all right. I mean, it's a good, you know, storage, if you like me and you know, hell bent on having all the paints at some point yep um then it can be you know it does become a bit of an issue um part of me thinks he's not invented something that hasn't already been invented he's just found a way of getting people to 3d print them themselves yeah, i mean the, the new gw thing stands look very similar to that if i'm honest yeah but i mm. think they have to be kind of attached to a wall or something for them to work i think michael you got These those are- ones I don't have those ones now. But these are kind of freestanding. It looks like they're just basically a single kind it's, of modular thing. It's like an inverted just... gun turret. It's kind of yeah, how it... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I quite like the idea. So you just kind of clip them together yeah. to sort of make your own custom build. Yeah. So you can use the different clips in there to make it the right size for the right um, mm. paint or something. Mm. And that's apparently basically the, the crack. So it will store any paint. So it's quite an interesting yeah. idea. I mean... The, the good, decent promo stuff. He's got his uh, Vallejo on scale 75s point downwards, which is always handy, which means when you squeeze them, you don't just get a lot of milky white thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always frustrating if you've not uh, used them for a while. So okay. it might be worth might be worth people have a, having a look. Stackerack by Spiral Arm Studios. I believe they they did it. I, I, I heard of these through, I think I got an email off like Daka Daka or something. But they are, oh no, it's already over. I thought that was still going. It should, mustn't have gone very long, but I got it off. Uh, they'll hopefully be selling. Oh, no, it was last updated yesterday. Yeah. 
Okay, right, yeah, cool. So, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was finished yesterday. Uh, okay. Um, so I will, knows, uh, if it's successful, hopefully they'll be bringing it to market. It has been successful, but it wasn't. But no stretch goals. Okay. Nice. Good work. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. So uh, there we go. So who's next? <clears throat> oh, really? Question. With me. Warhammer TV. Warhammer TV. Warhammer TV. Warhammer TV gave us some cool videos this month. One on Bloodletter Sword, which I will definitely be having a watch of. Uh, pink Horrors, Icon Bearers, Flames. That's all one sentence. Pink Horrors, Icon Bearers, Flames. Uh, one on Plague Swords and one on the Demonet Armor and Cloth. And, of course, one of Bellacore, Mr. Flavor of the Month. Mm. Yep. Which is fair enough. I think he deserves more than one video, does Mr. Bellacore. Well, uh, he's only got one video, but... It's a. Uh, I think Duncan's doing him uh, as a painting tutorial as well. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Um, talking of um, Duncan, uh, he's also been busy with a free painting tutorial on those most excellent of legions, the Iron Warriors. So, uh, let's have a little looks at that. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Any good, Mister B? Yeah, it's all right. A lot of contrast paints in it, but yeah, pretty good. Okay. Very good. So there you go. If you're not sure how to paint Iron Warriors, that's a good place to start. Well, can uh, Agrax job done? No, mm. I don't know. Dry brush done. Spray brush. Bush. Spray black. Dry brush. Oh, sorry. Iron Warrior. Dry brush. Directly apply. Lead Belcher. Dry brush. Scale seventy-five. Metallic. Fresh metal. Agrax has shade applied liberally. And you're done. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. Cut those half, half those uh, things. You know what? You are you are probably right, Chris. If I'm completely truthful with myself, there's probably a lot of of contrast in there. For example, the gold is snake bite leather. Okay. Um, Over silver, I guess. Over silver, yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Cool. Anyway, there we go. And that's it for State of the Union. Uh, Next up. We'll be having a little little uh, dip into the toe of Warhammer Fest. So see what predictions were right and what came true. Hello, and in a um, slightly altered plan, I'm actually joined by Megan, my co-host on the Hobby Studio podcast. Which you, you should check that out, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about Warhammer Fest. Um, that's basically the plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, right. So... <laughs> Uh, we're going to have a proper rundown of Warhammer Fest on the actual next episode of Hobby Studio Podcast, which should be out in the next few days. Yeah, so um, if you want to listen to a, a full knockdown of everything that was in it, you can listen to it there. But this is just the stuff that's interesting for heresy. Yeah, so let's have a look at um, day one. And there, it was Age of Sigmar, nothing really there. Uh, for us, but there are some potential demon options, I suppose. Really, that's a push. You know, these vampire centaur 
unicorn wing thing. I don't you know. could use them? Maybe as a as a demon. Okay. But I don't know. The the, the potential there's the potential for conversion, but anyway, no mind. Fair enough. Day two, not really. Um Warhammer forty K. That was forty K, so uh potential. Sort of scenery, scenery, so uh, Oh yeah, scenery. That's always useful. Oh yeah, you know me, I love my scenery. <laughs> Um, actually, no, the scenery box does look really good. It's priced similar to the Verticus box, which was 90 quid. Sorry, it is 90 quid, but you can still buy it. Then you've got uh, um, a decent amount of terrain in there um, for that kind of money. Uh, you get two um, big contain chemical container vats, thermic plasma regulators, a um, uh, hematrope reactor, some pipes, and uh, alchemite stack. So that actually could, isn't too bad a set. You're not happy with how many pipes there are in there. Yeah. I'd like more pipes because it's hard to get those pipes. You you could probably go from here to Chris's house with the amount of pipes that you have yeah, in but boxes. I want those pipes because they don't make you them want anymore. Those specific pipes. Yeah, those specific pipes I want. For my Necromunda because they're easy for that because they've got the stackable. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, there's also. Uh, I've heard mentioned a potential navigator in one of the sister sets. Um, Astrid Fugia or something, and Agatha Doolan. I can't pronounce those names right, but this guy here, potential navigator, right? Or remember, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I have no idea what a navigator is, and so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. But there's an option for a model there, maybe you could do something with, but that's about it. Day three, oh, day three, Black Library, Black Library, oh, amazing. Um, we got more out of that than any other day. Um, uh, the Gaunt's Ghosts. I mean, Chris was just like, he's just bought a bunch of... the. Obviously, everybody loves the Gaunt's Ghosts. And Chris is building a militia army based around these guys. But they're not these guys because it's in the 30k universe rather than 40k. Yeah. And Victoria Miniatures, who are a great company in Australia who make amazing female um, militia models and, and Imperial Guard models, have made make a range like this the tannic the welsh slash scottish slash um celtic influenced ah. um camo sneaky gits and um yeah uh these are like fan favorites and they're like yeah that's gonna go they're gonna go in loads of militia armies yeah they're nice models too yeah i can see them getting used to lots yeah, they of militia can... armies especially callback because that's just awesome uh but yeah loads of militia armies will be having them and um i guess the other big thing in that day was warhawk which is the new um secret terror book we just had mortis uh, i'm reading that now which is book five book six six of eight i only making eight of these books it sees um oh, i love that cover as well <gasps> mortarian just perfect nice um so yeah the khan and the White Scar's going to take on Mortarian and the Death Guard, so that's going to be awesome. So that was that was a great day for us. Uh, day four. Uh, no, really, it was box days. This was my day that I thought we were going to get something. You know, I thought we'd get some Titanicas or something, but we, we did get little tiny siphons, Storm Eagles, and Thunderhawks. Thunderhawk, plastic Thunderhawk. Yes, plastic Thunderhawk. Oh God. Is that any good? Yeah, I mean, you can put it on the bases of your Titans or whatever. There you go. Yeah. You've got something. It's... <laughs> uh, day five was the was was a, was a okay day as well. It was a 40k day. Mostly Orcs. Can't use them, obviously. But we did get a upgrade sproof for the Cadians. 
Now, obviously, Cadians form a uh, cheap way of doing militia. Uh, uh, you know, it's a little bit... I think people call it lazy heresy, but now you've got extra uh, options in terms of heads, uh, including female heads, injured heads. I love this guy with the sort of like the, um, the gilly stuff on his uh, yeah. respirator heads. I think respirator heads might be uh, a lot in demand. You've got one with like a... to have some sort of underwear on his face. He really does. Yeah. It's like a... Ski mask. Ski mask or something. And special weapons. So that's yeah. that's awesome. So that's that's really it for Warhammer Fest. Not a massive amount for us heresy fans, but I think there's enough that we can turn around and um, be like be not terribly upset, but at the same time we're not gonna be over the moon. Yeah. I think there's always a thing with um, with any any big celebration that happens that all the different like fans of Age of Sigmar or 40k or Heresy always say, well, we wanted more for us. It's, you're always going to have that. I don't There's never going to be enough because no. you you always want so much. Let's face it, Age of Sigmar 3.0 is the big, the big yeah. thing this summer. They're not going to cannibalise sales by doing the big Heresy push. Um... So if we're going to get a big push on Heresy, maybe next year or maybe at the end of this year, we'll see. But yeah, so not great, but we have had some news since then. So yeah. awesome. So thank you for joining me, Megan. I know it's only right. a brief six minutes, but anyway. So yeah, you want to hear a bigger report on um, this, check out Hobby Studio Podcast in the next few days. Okay, and now it's time. We're going to move into the augury scanner, and uh, we're going to chat about stuff we've noticed that you know it doesn't really fit the news, but looks kind of cool. So, um, right, um, what have we got here? I think some of this is left over from last episode. Yeah, not too much actually this this time. And um, one thing that did uh, make me chuckle is we quite often um, share stuff from Tabletop Tribune. If you've not seen Tabletop Tribune, it's a satirical sort of slant at all things um, wargaming, really. But it does seem to focus on the 40k thing. So what was actually funny this month is that uh, you may recall from our previous month, we were talking about the incredibly expensive um, nippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what the make was, but they were Cold just... Hats. Yeah, they actually kind of reference that in one of their things. You know, with like man can no longer get a you know get a high from using his normal clippers and has to go and get a pair of god hand one for a hundred quid or whatever, which I thought was very funny. And we all speculated that that means they clearly, clearly must listen to this show. So if you do listen to this show and you are from Tabletop Tribune, just remember keep up the good work. Um, the other one that was that we did share was uh, this thing that's probably dear to everybody's hearts, but I thought this was a very witty reply. Um, was the one from them saying, uh, Tabletop Tribune, a bottle of superglue no longer works on anything else except skin. And I don't know if, I, if you've experienced this, but it's something yes. that I experience on a daily basis whenever I'm building models, is that the only thing that superglue is good for is basically sticking my hands together. So somebody replied, uh, and it was actually uh, this chap, Tom Brown, saying, and this is what his reply was, um, I was saying the other day to anyone, to this other day, anyone who can invent a pair of very thin gloves Superglue doesn't stick to would make a fortune. 
Tom's friend replied, just make it, just make the gloves out of the same metal as the models, which I thought was rather witty, actually. Yeah. So yeah, heads up to the, to Tom and whoever that your friend was, because that was a very witty reply. But yes, super glue. It, it sucks. Well, it sticks, but it mainly sticks the wrong things together. I know there's a, probably a lot of very proper ways for using super glue. Actually, sort of achievement unlocked. I actually managed to use a whole bottle of super glue without me having to cut the nozzle off or, or the nozzle getting stuck on or the top of the thing getting welded in so it's completely useless. That is probably the first time it's ever happened to me. That sounds like a lie. It totally did, right? Because the amount of times that I've got Gorilla Glue, right, and I've used it once and then the top's welded onto the top of the thing, and even like using pliers to try and break it off doesn't work. And it's like, well, that was a fiver wasted. I, anyway. I've given up and I just get um, little super glue bottles from Wilkinson's, you know, the tiny little yeah. um, Do you know what? Uh, Actually, squeezy tubes. You yeah. get like 10 of them in a pack for like, like one pound. Actually, they, the tables were quite fun up this article with actually a kind of semi-serious article saying that actually super glue uh, just actually goes off over time. Um, yeah, it does. Anyway, so it's actually yeah, it does. It's worse and worse over time. So you probably are better off doing exactly what you've done there, Michael, which is getting that kind of multi-pack of little, you know, one gram packets of super glue. And it probably worked just as well. So yep. there you go. Every exactly day's a school day here at um, Edge of Empire. If, uh, and just as a side of super glue, if any of your pearl earrings ever break, just fix them at home. Because all the jeweler is going to do is exactly the same thing that you're going to do at home and to glue them back in. Just to, you know, just putting that out as a public service, public service announcement and save yourself (laughs) upwards of 25 quid a go. (laughs) For just banging some super glue in there. Yeah. Tips from the trade right here on Edge Empire. (laughs) Isn't that what your job is kind of dependent on? (laughs) No, we always tell people to do it at home. Oh, my right, job, my job is not dependent on twenty-five pound <laughs> regluings, Mister B. Sorry, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Then. Just to make that, you know, yeah. My job is, yeah, a bit more than that. Anyway, uh, the other yeah. thing that, that caught my eye, we we did used to do this. Sometimes you guys have seen this. This was on the Adeptus Titanicus twenty eighteen site, but somebody has uh, made from a night model by look of things an imperator titan now i've seen these and they're a little bit hit and missy people have made them but this one i thought was really good using quite a few 3d printed parts uh see what you folks think i can't Is see it because um, it's statues? on the facebook yeah, that's yeah. Nice. that looks really good oh that looks really good i'll take a photo of it real for you can, now yeah can someone post it in the whatsapp because i don't i'm not in the facebook group and not have the facebooks I think that was some of them do look a bit like you know you've just welded something on top of it that's, to make it look that's like the it. best but one that, I've seen so far. That, I think yeah. that's pretty damn fine. I've seen a fair few that look like someone's tipped a bottle of plastic glue into a into a bag of bits and shaken it and gone look I've made a Titan. All right, it's not yeah. the best photo. I've taken the photo of the screen as opposed to taking the screenshot. But, uh, mm. I do apologise. That's all right. You don't have to apologise for anything this evening after that script. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, actually, I can put it on the show notes, I think, Rob. Is that any better? There you go. It's in the show notes now, Rob. Uh, is it? Should be. Oh, oh yeah, it's just updating. Oh, oh. oh yes. <laughs> so, I think oh. there's a couple of 3D printed parts in there saying, like, the statues and stuff. Oh, uh, the statues, that, are, that's a GW. Oh, is it? And then there's the... Yeah, that's it. Either the way, turrets just, I think are out of the GW Titanic yeah. set, aren't they? The, the yeah. gun turrets. Yeah, the bits on the yes. front of the bit on the bits on the front of the legs are from the armager. They're upside down plastic armager greaves. Oh, okay, got you. 
you didn't, you, he's got a little mate as well. You didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, I've shown him the, the picture of the. Um, I think it's got a war, warlord titan next to him. That is a warlord like, next to it, just to give us. Wow, that's a monster, isn't it? So I think that's, that's super a, cool. That that's a nice bit. That's a nice bit of work there. Hopefully somebody nice in, as well. Nice, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's oh. lovely. Hopefully somebody at GW will be looking at that going, we could make that work. In fact, I think it was quite an old post. It was kind of on my backlog of things to share that I, I hadn't got around to, unfortunately. 6th of, of April. So it's oh, okay, cool. So, about a month ago. so anyway, um, if you, the actual chap who did this was Christopher Parry. Um, so, yeah, really nice model. We'll put the show notes in there so you can have a look. But it's a, it's in a really nice kind of um, sort of Sons of Horus green uh, with, a, with a white combo and it looks like it has been built is on the Legio, top of the... um is, is godbreakers oh is it okay yeah, yeah it's your kratos cool oh yeah of course dope and really nice um i think that is built on a it is built on a night i don't know which night that's yeah it's quite built on a normal night yeah so a really great conversion and it looks the business if you saw that you'd know it's in paris titan and it he's he's scaled. even got he's even got the cod work. piece cannon in as well yeah yeah so yeah, there you go. A really yeah, cool, definitely cool one of the conversion. best, best, best ones I've seen. Um, and what else did we have in my backlog of things to 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 keep the day going? Um, rules question. Rules question. Yes, this was a this is an interesting one because it's kind of I was thinking about this as well today with the um, Ultramarines rule about. Sorry. So uh, you can rules question. Can you use a searchlight if you choose not to fire any weapons? It says after firing weapons, may you may use it, but if I choose not to. Can I still use it? So that was the kind of question. Now I think this is a little bit like, or I was interpreted as a little bit like the marker lights on, if you remember the old rules for Tau. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think, and the, the general consensus on this, what what do you guys think? Before I kind of wade in with what what I think. Um, it's no, so if you've got searchlights, for example, on something in it's you know you're you're, you're fighting night lords and you want to search like the hell out of these things, do you have to fire the weapon at them? If a vehicle has a searchlight, it can, after firing all of its Mm. weapons, choose to illuminate its target with the searchlight. If it does so, it also illuminates itself. You may find it helpful to place coins. Well, if a vehicle has... Yeah. Yeah. After it's fired all its weapons. I can't see why that even needs discussing. It explicitly says, after it's fired everything, then it can turn its searchlight on. Realise... Obviously, in real life, you'd turn the searchlight on and then fire everything. I, I think this is, this is kind of where what happens if you shoot at something, but you can't damage it, if you see what I mean. So let's say, for example, you had a searchlight on something that had an uh, auto cannon, and you're shooting at a, a Spartan. So the auto cannon cannot damage the Spartan. Being strength oh, seven. This, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Uh, for yeah. example, Ultramarines um, have that uh, rule with the, um, yeah, you know, this is where if something I was hits kind of it, interested about it, I yeah. use, I've used that to use my sniper rifle. I've used it against you very successfully, Graham, uh, to have a sniper team fire their snipers uh, rifles at a, uh, at, a, at, a, at, a at a Spartan uh, for a LAS cannon team to then, um, to then uh, uh, take uh, out the Spartan. And it's worked quite well. I suppose the thing is, yeah, I mean, the vehicle has to fire all of its weapons before you can do it. So it's not like you can fire a pintle-mounted weapon 
and then do it. No, exactly. You have to basically then, fire everything, and then you then at the end of it, you use the searchlight. So that means yeah. you don't get the benefit of the searchlight in if you're firing. Yeah, but then but everything else does. everything else does, but also you can then be shot at without any benefit of night fighting, for example. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it was just that. So basically, yeah, the rule I think here is exactly what you said that you can fire weapons at things you can't damage, and then you can then turn the spotlight on yeah. if you so wish, right? I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Just curious, just an interesting one. But yeah, it, that did remind me of that. Um, using that for this, the Ultramarines. You know, their um, what's it called? Linked tactics or something? I can't remember them. Right. Interlocking, yeah. interlocking, interlocking tactics. tactics. Yeah, that's it. And uh, finally, because people said that I would never shut up about it, so I thought I'd not shut up about it. Was <laughs> the <laughs> was that I actually won a narrative competition? Uh, so there. No, not really. Um, this was actually one of the things that I did once for a list challenge, which nobody was very impressed with here. But other people, other people seemed to quite like it. So I actually won a, a piece of artwork for my um, Black Shields uh, Pirates uh, thing when we did the Black Shields episode. So there you go. So it, I think it's on Crusade and Heresy. Um, and yeah, I was very pleased with that, to be honest with you, because it's, yeah, I it think, was I think it was you should nice. be as well. It was, um, um, yeah. Mm. So... I won't mention it again. I promise. Uh, I honestly won't. But uh, how much did um, how much did Lex ask? What for me to price? get that? Well, because I just I did say to him as, as Chris entered, and he was like, "Yeah, I said, oh, well, I better give you twenty quid." No, I I, I, hadn't, uh, <laughs> I, I think I think I knew that now, but I think he was just you know trying to inflate his bribe. Obviously, yeah, very sensible. Nothing <laughs> better than playing us off against each other. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that is a competition that, that Lex on Crusade Heresy ran to give his he's doing a black shield army so he's he wanted a backstory for it so i submitted this and it was you know, more of a backstory than you know i think about army backstories is you, they, you can make them quite formulaic you know it's like they fought here they fought here they fought, and it becomes like a kind of wikipedia page of fact and i was trying mm-hmm. to do something that i was quite inspired in that for whatever reason you know because i don't usually write for fun um but it was <laughs> it was quite nice you don't, you don't enjoy the, uh, it's, it's a funny thing isn't it because it's i do actually when i'm writing you know and i'm thinking of things and that creative process is really good actually something else um that i may we may want to link to was um that um youtube channel about um, oh, building yeah. narratives and games which is quite cool um which i got a link through from work um but that's quite a good and useful if you are interested in writing narratives you know and, and how to write a narrative because it's not something you necessarily know, and it's good to get some things. And also, um, Justin uh, Hill has a little um, thing that he does every morning, I think, just talking about being a writer. And some of those have been quite interesting. Like, you know, sometimes you have to cut off half of your story because it's not the story you want to tell. You know, it's an interesting backstory, but it's not necessarily the kind of story that you're after. So anyway, enough wittering. But, yeah, it's it was I did enjoy writing it. But um it was, it was i think that you know the black shields do give you that opportunity like we talked about last week with the solar and militia to sort of fill in the blanks so, so that was mm-hmm. cool but yeah I, like I say it was nice to write a story rather than just a sort of battle honors thing you know which you kind of tend to do if you're doing a, a, a an army list you think about the battles and stuff and it was moving that more towards the characters so yeah Thank sounds very pretentious but yeah cool um i think i've got one little thing i had a guy i was streaming the other last week and a guy just popped into my um into my stream and he wanted to talk about this thing he created uh for t- for like um bases and i was like oh actually that's 
not that bad. It's actually quite interesting. It's not like just some rude dude coming in and dropping his links and we have a nice little chat. And it's basically uh, it's nameplatecreator.com. I will put a uh, link to it in the um, in the show notes. But basically, it is a way of creating um, STL files for bases, uh, base, um, you know, nameplates. Okay. So literally, you put in the base size, you put in the font you want, you put in the the the, the stuff, the the style, and all of that, and then it literally yeah. prints you an STL file to print out your own base thing mm-hmm. based on the uh, base size that you're going for. So it currently does the round bases only at the minute, 25, 32, 40, 50, 60, and 80, but he is working on adding others. Wow. Well, if, Rob, if you want to add some more art- artisanal uh, elements <laughs> to your custodians and give them all individual names, it's bang up your street. Uh, well, I would, I, I do, I was, there's already a company that I know that do that. But <laughs> Um, they're, the same, they're, they're not in the same village as the Tuscany sculptors, obviously. He, he does have a large <laughs> amount. He's got a he's got a he's got a large <laughs> amount of um, fonts there as well. So there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff going in there. So um, you know, I'm just looking. Here I wasn't planning got... on doing it for the custodies. Um, damn you! Um, <laughs> but um... but I, I could definitely see myself doing. A little I, bit, think I could see my doing it for Titans. Yeah, it's 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 good on Titans. The the company, the the other company that I was was looking at, obviously, is Versatile Terrain, who do most of it. Yeah. Um, their Titan ones are handy because they'll also put your arc markers on it. Mm. Yes, they do. They do. So you can have but, your center and your forty five degrees and whatnot actually on the template. So there's no argument with like you know, well, where is the center line of that Titan? Because obviously, you know, you don't necessarily build them bang on on the base just just another option out there for people really if you've got your own printer then crack on it's a Absolutely grand great. idea 3d printing man tis yeah, the future that, that, that's yeah, something train that, do um stls as well just um oh, just to, okay. yeah they do stl files as well so very cool so it's not to, to be the influencer um does this happen often you know, you get people. Do, do, do men come in and drop their links uh, <laughs> all over your stream often? Do, uh, do do strange men come and slide into your DMs very often? Is that, that, is that not your? Uh, what's that? Oh, I did tell you about these. I did tell you only fans. I did tell you guys about this, didn't I? I had a um a a message from a um <laughs> men a manscaping company, I believe it was. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can we not can we not have this conversation again? It was bad enough the first time that I had to read with my eyeballs. I'd rather not have to put it through my ears as well. Anyway, I'm sure so yes, the listeners don't want to hear it either. It's a, it got begs no a question. It certainly begs no, a question. No, it doesn't, Graham. It doesn't beg a question. It doesn't beg anything. Oh, I, I agree with Graham there. It uh, no, Chris there. It doesn't beg any questions. Okay. It's like you look at me and you're thinking, I'm. Why would you want me? No. No. Just okay. Move on. Anyway. I don't even know. I was offering moving on from from smooth spherical shapes. Uh, I don't even know how how we'd promote something like that. Let's let's not. We're not going to because you know your your world of influencers. You know you're you know got to you got to you got to go where the market takes you, Mister B. Um, whether that's smooth undercarriage or not. So, (laughs) so I take it back. So, 
I you think know, I know it's past 11 on the 5th of April. It's yeah. May, that's the day that I <laughs> chucked it all in. Just don't use Veet, and it's my advice. Um, yeah, yeah anyway, try not. Let's move on from the obvious gallery before we get into a territory that neither, nobody terrors. here really wants to go. Yeah, exactly. It's a, you know, we have to be very careful. But yes, that's the obvious gallery. So some great stuff coming out. Um, if you have anything you want us to, to share on the show um, or any, anything along those lines, if you think it's interesting in the community going on, give us a shout, please. Or right. rules questions. We love rules questions a lot. Do Just we? to be clear, I do. Do not, not promote <laughs> male uh, personal grooming stuff. Yeah, we, we, we absolutely don't. Welcome to Rob's Paint Shack, as Hello. brought to you by the Daylight Company, your source for all illumination in the galaxy. So, Rob, Hello. today, this morning, first of all, how are you? It's an early morning start here at Edge of Empire's Towers as we try to fit in these recording sessions around very busy schedules. So, how are you, first of all? How's your painting going? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm recovering from a little bit of playground lurgy. Okay. Not the uh, not the dreaded Rona, but uh, having a five-year-old in the house means generally, you know, you've got a, a sort of plague vector wandering around all the time. So he's brought, he's brought something back. But we've done those rather natty little lateral flow things, and we know we're all right. We just oh, feel like the... Mm. So if I'm a bit throaty or a bit snotty or a bit cough, then um, I do apologise, dear listeners. Well, it does give you a certain timbre. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, it's it's quite, quite appealing, actually, Rob. I've got to say, it's a bit like the man who does, you know, this isn't the greatest logo of the world advert. So, but anyway, with that in mind. <laughs> this isn't the greatest uh, paint section of a paint podcast in the world. <laughs> so with that in mind, so uh, last month we talked about oil paints and we'll mm-hmm. talk about my experience with oil paints, hopefully a bit later on. But one other thing that, that's kind of crossed my mind and I thought I'd nip by the paint shack for some advice is mm-hmm. that, I'm looking to do uh, an army, and, and one of the colours I want to do isn't available in a rattle can. Right. And, I, you know, I use rattle cans quite a lot for undercoating, and that's basically what I use them for, right? Nothing more uh, elaborate than that. But sometimes I'm thinking, so I'm kind of undercoating with black, and then I'm kind of hand-painting this stuff, and it's like, I wonder if I could just, you know, cut that stage out. And, of course, the obvious place to do that at this stage uh, would be an airbrush. Now, yes. I, I'm sure like a lot of other people... I've always been a little bit put off by an airbrush, right? Because it just seems like everybody's, oh, my God, that thing's blocked again. Or, oh, it's so complicated. Oh, it's broken. It's not working. It just seems like a lot of chew on when you can just buy a can. However, I'm coming round to the idea. Now, I'm not looking at this stage to be, mm. you know, an expert like your good self. You know, you can do wonderful things in airbrush. Just to get my toe in the water, as it were. Yeah. Where on earth do you start with? Because it just seems super complicated. If you know, I'm honest, and obviously I haven't got the time or the inclination to read anything. So mm. rather so than do to, that me. and Google it, I thought I'd just ask you instead because you know you're on hand for this very conversation. And I'm sense. sure that other <laughs> listeners maybe may have, may have gone through this journey themselves. So where where do I start? So the, the base right. level. Where where am I supposed? To, what am I supposed to do? What do I need to buy? What do I need to look out for? What are the pros and cons? Right. But at the the bare minimum which is pretty much what I managed for the first 15 years of my airbrushing career, mm-hmm. you need a compressor and an airbrush. Okay. Enough. 
Um, so, you know, the compressor does what it says on the tin. It supplies a constant stream of pressure through the airbrush, which aerosolizes your paint, and it comes out in a fine spray. Sure. Right? So, pretty simple. Is, now, is one compressor the same as another compressor? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's just compressing air, right? So, does it matter? Yeah. No, because, obviously, you could go down, you could have some mid-lyle madness in Aldi and buy a compressor, yeah. and, then, and then you realize that it's, you know, for between <laughs> 60 PSI and 120 PSI, and... You know, it might only be 50 quid and it's the size of a wash basket. But if you try and spray a model with it, your model is going to disappear across the other side of your room. Okay. As I found, first time I bought my airbrush, and I've still got the same compressors after 16 years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, heads up to to Sparmax for build quality. I mean, I left it on for a fortnight once and it's still... still (laughs) Just compressing away happened. Yeah, I I, I went on holiday to France for a fortnight. The only thing that happened was one of the the seal went in one of the hoses, so I had to buy a five quid hose, but my compressor's still all right. Touch wood. Um, And I like the term mid-aisle madness from Aldi. Well, it is, isn't it? You know, it's like, oh, do I want a, a wetsuit, a welding rig, an angle grinder, or some Himalayan pink salt? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all in the same thing. So random. So, it's so much fun. Really. It's, it's a journey. If you've not been in Aldi, then just sort it out. And But don't worry, Aldi will not be sponsoring um, mm. Edge of Empire. That would be a step too far. That would be. Um, so you need a compressor and an airbrush. Now... Mm. To a certain degree, a compressor is a compressor. Technology's come on, come along a long way since I started, and you can get an, a decent compressor compressor without spending a fortune. Okay. Now, so, so what are you looking for? Is it, is it, is it <clears throat> PSI? Is it? The... Yeah, you, you want something with a built-in regulator. Okay. It, a really cheap compressor won't have the pressure regulator with it. Right. And and separate regulators are normally more expensive than a compressor. So you're looking. You know, you can get a compressor, a decent compressor, for about 60 quid. Okay. That's not too You bad. know, it's like, I'm just having a look here on uh, everythingairbrush.com. Just a random one that I just Googled, Airbrush Supplies UK. They happen to stock the Sparmax compressors that I do. So Sparmax aren't cheap. Mm. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not your Ferraris. Sure. Um, but, like, the a, a, a basic Sparmax compressor will set you back. 200 it's a it's a you know we're into the realms of a decent model here so that, yeah. there's that to consider that, but, yeah that, but that is a that is a compressor that potentially could last you 20 years that does seem to be the case right that actually these are things that you buy once and you don't have to replace on a regular basis and is it is the old adage you know you know buying quality does mean that you yeah, need the quality cheap, components buy cheap, buy cheap buy twice. Buy twice. yeah yeah classic. i mean um there's a lot of things. If you go on eBay, you'll see airbrushing kit for nail art, whatever. And mm-hmm. you might get an airbrush and a compressor for about 70 quid. Right. Now, if you're just wanting to see if you get on with it or not. Yeah. Go for it. Right. But don't think that that's the same airbrush and same compressor that you'll be using a couple of years down the line if you do get the hang of it. Right. I'm with you. So it's, um, I mean, I spent 15 years on a 40 quid um, Chinese cloned airbrush. There's a lot of a lot of Chinese companies copy the big name airbrush companies, basically, oh, and, and, and yeah, rebrand like, them, you yeah. know, and, and do them unbranded. Yeah. So I did everything until 2018 with one of them. My airbrush cost me about 35 quid, wow. um, which was um, so all my all my wolves, all my Alpha Legion, 
were all done with a 35 quid uh, knockoff Iwata. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, you don't have to spend a fortune. If you spend a bit more, you get something that's easier to clean, which is important, um, and just feels a bit nicer in the hand. So I bought a, a Harder and Steenbeck, which is the same company who make the Cult of Paint airbrushes. Right. So I got the um, uh, Evolution model, which is their kind of middle range one, and that was 120 quid. Oh, that doesn't sound too bad. So that's, that the, one, that's the compressor, is it? No, that's the airbrush. That's the airbrush itself. So oh, compre- right. So, so the compressor uh, and so the, just the brush bit itself, 120. Yeah. But again, down you, on the counter and up to. Up to, if you go for a custom, it might, Iwata Custom Micron, like handmade in Japan, mm-hmm. you can pay 500 quid just for your airbrush. Goodness me. But you don't need to. Okay. So, you do where, not where, so let's say I've got a budget that is less than mm-hmm. a very expensive 412 model. And I just want to use this kind of for at the very basic, just for kind of undercoating stuff rather than using rattle cans. Right. So that's my, <clears throat> that's my goal. Now I realize that there may be a economy of scale I need to consider here, which is that as I use this <clears throat> and potentially become more proficient, I may want to kind of move on to doing more advanced things with it. And this kit may not allow that. So is there kind of, Anything out there that you would say is like a sort of midpoint, you know, where it would, yeah. it's not going to be the professional high end stuff, but it may be enough to do that first kind of uh, iteration of my abilities, if you like. And then yeah. it would be enough to build on in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, looking at Element Games, Element Games obviously do quite a lot of airbrush stuff. They've got an Iwata airbrush bundle. It's their entry level one. So you get a little desktop compressor, little diddy little thing. It's mm-hmm. quite funky. You get an Iwata Neo airbrush, which is the uh, entry-level one. Now, I'd always rather get an entry-level brush or entry-level anything from a good company. Yes, I see what you mean. Than a high, than a supposed high-end one from who are they? Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Yeah, does that make sense? sense? Yeah, it totally when, when, sense when it comes too. to the, when it comes to the sort of engineering of it. Yeah. You know, plus there's uh, going to be guarantees and things that come with that that you may not get with a with a cheaper model, for example. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Iwata. You know, I think they're probably the biggest airbrush manufacturer in the world. Harder and Steenbeck might be might be about the same, but Iwata were the first ones that I I heard of, and they're the they're the biggest ones. So you know, I think they're basically the Ford of the airbrush world. Gotcha. You can spend five hundred quid and get the custom Micron, which is your Ford GT. Yeah. Or or you can spend your hundred and seventy four all in and yep. get entry level focus. Gotcha. You're still going to be able to paddle up and down the M1. Yeah. Just you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm totally. So, so is that what it is? 170. So that's the kind of the element games that I want to, uh, entry bundle that yep. gets you a compressor gets... and the air, airbrush. Yeah, you get a, a sort of neo air compressor, which is a tiny little thing. Um, so there's not much modulation on it, but it, it'll be set at a decent pressure for airbrushing with. Gotcha. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's. Um, let's have a look. So um, yeah, the compressor goes from one. PSI to 15 PSI. Right, okay. Which isn't the biggest, sort of isn't the most. Right. Some things I like, I do a lot, quite a bit higher than that. Okay. But if you thin your paints properly, which is what where people mostly go wrong yeah. with airbrushing, 15 PSI would be all right. You might have to put a few more layers on than if you can blast it through at 30. Right. Um, but, you know, that's 175 quid. That's less than a 
less than a than a big model, isn't it? Less than, less a, than a big, yes. It's yeah. less than a you know a resinized it's about the same as a, variant. As a glaive, it's, isn't it? It's kind of in yeah. that in that ballpark. So, yeah. but like I said, it's something that's going to last you a long time, and there's probably you know a, a saving in terms of time, obviously, on your own time, and you can get more done. And also, you know, this is a thing that's going to last. This isn't a you know buy it every year kind of thing. This is a thing that should last a few, that a few air, years. That airbrush shouldn't be any reason you you can do anything that you'll see on a lot of the big name places you get the hang of it you'll be able to do it with that airbrush if you look after it can't you You so a a lot of it that's a better airbrush than i had for 15 years got you so that would be my entry point now the other thing that confuses the living producers out of me of course is now something i struggle with even with you know normal paints is the viscosity of the paint and you mentioned having your paint at the right thing Mm -hmm. you know the level of thinness viscosity or whatever um blair how on earth did i guess that you don't okay you learn okay you you practice right you get some what i would say is you get a pad of get a pad of decent cartridge paper you know like what you used to do when you were at school and you got a drawing pad yes a decent pad of cartridge paper and you just practice because obviously, okay. you know, you, you don't want to go, all right, here's my new Serastus Knight. Oh, oh God, I've, my paint's not that, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so just go, you know, go, go to W.H. Smith, spend a couple of quid on a cartridge pad and just practice. So is, and it, just, is it kind of like a, is it a rule of thumb kind of thing? It's like, actually, you know, you put it into the hopper or whatever it goes and you're thinking, oh, I've had a little shake about that's about the right thickness for the paint. Yeah, and different brands of paint want to be thinned different amounts and then if you try depending on what you're trying to do with that particular paint you might need a different thickness to if you're trying to do something else with the same paint you know much exactly the same as you know if you're making a if you're wanting to make your own wash out of yeah. a um you know out of a normal citadel paint rather than a wash or a, you know or a thinning down a contrast you thin it down more but if yeah. you want it more coverage then you use it thicker gotcha okay um, so it's but then um you know, different paints have different mediums, different thinners, which means they behave differently. So I'm a big fan of uh, Tamiya paints because I can yeah. do my airbrushing not in the house. Tamiya paints, they're alcohol-based. Uh, so, you know, if you're, sp- if you're spraying them in the house, they're quite interesting. And dangerous, uh, one assumes. Uh, potentially, not as dangerous as some. Um, and one thing you've got to factor in with all of this is some form of um, respirator. Yes, that was my You know, I mean... The masks are a lot more popular in the last year than they have been previously. I guess there's a more choice these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't bother with any big sort of, you know, big filtered sort of outbreak, you know. uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't bother with anything like that. I don't get into your full, like, NBC suit or anything. No, I don't bother with that. I use paper dust masks that are suitable for woodworking. Okay. So you can get a pack of ten of them for about five quid. Right, um, if I'm just doing a little bit, I'm lucky, you know, I can open the door yeah. in the room that I'm in and turn around a little bit and I'm spraying towards the outside anyway. So yep. sometimes, sometimes, much to my shame, I might not even do that. Um, but that's my own circumstance mean that, you know, I can, I can effectively airbrush outside. Got you. Um, I, mean, I, I guess what we're saying is, yeah, you don't want to skimp on this sometimes. It's yeah. If you, if you get into one of my fa- one of my favorite brands of paints, Alclad two, they're cellulose lacquers. So they're yes. basically like you get on cars, cars, beautiful finish. You will not find better metallics anywhere, but they will kill you. 
So you would need some serious protection. You, yeah, that. I I, do, I, wear, I upgrade my ventilation a little bit when I've got them. Um, yeah. Because they, they reek. Because they're, they're the real deal, aren't they? Like, the little yeah, ones yeah. that, you know, you don't want to be inhaling that stuff into your lungs, for goodness sake. No, 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 no. No. Okay. Um, cool. So they, they masks are a thing. And like I say, depending on, and, and that's a useful tip, isn't it? That if you're using the kind of cellulite lacquer, which is what they use on cars and stuff, and you've seen the masks that people use in paint shops, that's you know that's dangerous stuff you don't want to mess about with that yeah but you know if you're just using like say the normal sort of tamiya paints or i'm assuming they're still acrylics the, the ta- tamiya paints are acrylics now they get a lot of bad rep to the tamiya ones because of the because of the smell yeah and people immediately presume the smell means it's toxic yes it's alcohol okay it's not, um, not, it's, drunk, not it's, it's, yeah, it's not like, well, it's, it's more expensive per mill than 18 year old Glenn Fiddick. I worked it out. It's depressing. Um, so it's not like methylated spirits that has benzene and stuff put in it to stop tramps drinking it. Yes. It is, uh, it's, uh, isopropyl alcohol. Okay. Right, so I'm, it's, it's like, like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rubbing alcohol. So it's like you'd get, um, from, you can buy, you know, you effectively buy it in boots for putting on the bottom of your feet yeah. uh but it's not it's not nice it's yeah, you know yeah. it's you, you don't I wouldn't, savor, I wouldn't you don't do savor like it a, like a tamiya a, tamiya shots night or anything like that for goodness no, sake. but no, fundamentally no, not, it's not as it's not as you know it's not as bad. It, it, it's not as bad as what the if you you know if you have a big session spraying it and someone comes in and thinks oh my god what are you doing yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not you know you're not walking into you know the, the reaction Chernobyl or anything exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, interesting, we both went there. Yeah, um, whereas, whereas the Alclads, it would be, you know, yeah. you'd be like, okay, I'm yeah. putting a patch on my arm, and when that goes black, I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, so I've got my paintbrush, got it from Element Games, come in lovely set up. I've got my cartridge paper, and I'm just doing a, uh, you know, normal black undercoat, right? Got that all, oh, got the Moscosi, right? That's cool. And um, the next challenge, obviously, got my mask on, so I've got that sorted is cleaning the flipping thing. Now, you've also mentioned in chats that we've had, you know, about the value of maybe getting a um, sonic cleaner. And yep. I used to be a draftsman many, many years ago, and that's what we used to use to clean pens with. So is it the same thing? I'm assuming yeah, it's a very pretty, much, thing. pretty much. I didn't know you were a draftsman. We'll have a conversation about that off air. It was a long time ago. Like, we're talking 30 years now. Well, well, if not more. So there you go. That's, what that's, that's just the span of your innings, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> um, so they're not expensive. I didn't bother with one for, again, 15 years. Right. Uh, when I started airbrushing, a sonic cleaner was about two grand. Yeah. Because basically, if you weren't a tattooist or a hospital, you didn't have one. Yep. When I started, and now you can get one for 20 quid. Gotcha. Yeah. Is it an investment worth getting? <sighs> And I'm asking you because I know that you are, you you have a, let's say you've got some previous in the area of of fiscal responsibility. Yeah. um, I I don't use it that often. Okay. Fair enough. Um, But that that might just be because I've spent 15 years just taking the thing to bits, cleaning it and putting it back together again. Right. You know, bang it, like not do that. Just chuck it in the sonic cleaner and walk away. You still have to take it to bits to put it in the sonic cleaner. Okay, so there's still the, the kind of deconstruction and reconstruction. Yeah, now that's just something when you get the air, when you get your airbrush, mm. before you fill it full of, you know, something yeah. really difficult to get rid of, like a really intense red, just take it to bits a few times. They'll all come with an, you know, a, a sort of maintenance diagram, especially from a decent a decent brand one. Yep. Just 
get used to, you know, this is my airbrush. There are many like it, but this one is mine kind of approach. Take the private <laughs> okay. pile approach. Yeah, take what, blindfold yourself I and, and reassemble not, it and not, assemble not with it? A, not with a sharp needle. gunfire going on around you in the jungle yeah, or something? Yeah, you know, you feel, feel free to, you know, mutter <laughs> to yourself, <laughs> is this you, John Wayne? Is this me? You know, while you're taking it to bits, but don't do it with the blindfold on because the needles in them are chuffing sharp. Okay, there you go. Caution. Folks and I will there. get I will get round to needles in a in a minute because right, needles okay. else. Um, so if people are coming in halfway through, just rewind a bit for some context. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, just get used to taking it to bits, putting it back together. You know, clean everything, clean everything off. Just use every company sells airbrush cleaner. Um, I tend to find that Tamiya thinners will clean off everything, and you know, you can get, there are aerosol products that are really useful. Um, there's a company called Premier. They do like a foaming cleaner that you spray in and then it swells out, swells up, okay. pushes everything through. And they do what's called a liquid reamer, which um, I'm sure 1960s comedians would have had a field day with, um, which it's not particularly nice stuff. That is something I would do outside, even if you are airbrushing in like a spare room. It's quite potent petrochemically. Right. Um, but it does a good job of scouring everything off the inside, and I get a can for about a fiver, and it lasts about a year. Okay, that doesn't sound bad at all. But that's so, the, the kind of nuclear option, I guess, or is that something you would use on a? Is that like something I would tricky? use on a regular basis? The, okay. The ultrasonic is actually the nuclear option. Right, I'm with you. Um, you know, you get people. Um, if anybody follows Fortunate Son of Horus on Instagram, otherwise known as uh, OOTP Dan. Um, Dan Collister from Out of the Frying Pan Middle Earth podcast. Um, he is serial killer tidy. Like you look at his pictures and it's it's ridiculous. Like, see, I think I've seen his, his yeah, paint station looks like a it's, it's, it looks like, like a surgeon's room. Looks like an IKEA demo, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? It's like not yeah. a flicker. My my paint station looks like like a I don't know a, a, a not an impressionist nightmare because it's not even that tidy. It's oh. more of a surrealist surrealist bad bad night on the on the old um what's the Witchwood stuff they used to drink. Yeah, uh, absinthe. Yes, yeah. yeah that's basically what mine, mine looks, looks like. like. Jackson Pollock had a fight with with Rothko, <laughs> and uh, and and that's about it. Um, I t- but you know, and and he'll he'll sonic clean at the end of every single session. Gotcha. You know, yeah, some yeah. people sonic clean between colours, but I mean they're they're just weird. Um, I spoke to Phil Stachinskis, um, Forge World sculptor. Mm-hmm. Sculpted the um, what's that? solar tank that I moan about that I've got loads of them and can't use. Um, Malkador. Malkador, that's the one. He did the Malkador and oh, the Valdor. Okay. Uh, now, he won Euro Militaire, I think about four or five times, which is the military modelling version of Golden Demon. And military modellers are the kind of guys who let undercoats dry for six months. Right. You know, wow. we're talking about, like, you know, if your rust isn't the right colour for the theatre of war that this thing's been in, then people will notice and go, well, actually, that earth, you wouldn't have seen earth that colour in Normandy. So that's your mark down, yeah, you know, but, you know, uh, the green on Sherman's didn't weather that way in 1944. You've gone with the wrong colour. Um, you know, they, they they get really kind of, you know, yeah, amazing stuff. But he won that about four times. And I remember speaking to him at a Forge World Open Day. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know, what do you do about cleaning your airbrush? Because I was just starting to get into doing everything quite, um, mm-hmm. you know, use the airbrush more than a hairy stick. And yeah. he was like, clean it when it stops working. Fair play. I was, I was like, all right, then. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's logical um, when you think you about know, it. Give it. 
give it a rinse out between colours, and then when it's you know if it stops working, take it to bits, clean everything, put it back together again. You know, it. I got. In, I remember getting into a blazing row with somebody back when I was on Facebook. Imagine that happening. I can't imagine that happening. Uh, a, a guy asking the same question as you, and then you know just saying, "No, nah, I'm, I'm never going to bother." They're just far too much hassle. I was like, "How do you know you've never used one?" Yeah. You know, that's like saying a car's far too much hassle. Have you ever driven anywhere in a car? How what can go wrong in a car? Like, do you know how to put an engine back together? Yeah, I get yeah. you coming from. I suppose it's like one of those things. It's that is the barrier to entry. Oh, I can't be up. You know, I'll just do it this way. But actually, you know, I've been thinking about this. You know, I've got some. I've actually got some armies to paint, not for um, heresy, but like I, I bought a lot of Necrons and the, the colour scheme I got is fairly Necrons, simple. You could do two thousand points in an afternoon. Exactly, and I'm just like I don't really want to sit there and you know dry brush all of these things by hand or whatever i just want to you know get uh, get them to a level and then i can you know do my do my magic as it were but anyway so we've covered in terms of the the kind of advice then so if you are interested in airbrushing what we're recommending or what you would suggest is don't get the high-end yeah. unknown but get a the entry level of a known make would yeah, probably hard, be the... yeah harder and steenbeck do uh an airbrush an entry-level airbrush costs you about 50 quid the this the airbrush in the bundle we've been talking about from Element the the Neo is about fifty quid on its gotcha. own. You know you're going to get a reliable, accurately machined bit of kit there. You're going to get a point three five millimeter needle. Needles, needles, needles. Wow, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> what on earth is all this about? So your needle size. The bigger your needle, the bigger your spray. Right. So the the airbrush I got for one hundred and twenty quid. The mm-hmm. um, Evo 2-in-1 from Harder and Steenbeck, that's got two needles with it. So I can swap it between a 0.4, which is your sort of average, so yeah. that you can do a you can do a, a line about an inch wide quite okay, comfortably yeah. Yeah. with a 0.4, down to, I don't know, um, maybe it's about 3 mil if you're really, really careful with it. So a 0.2. Your, your spray width will top out about a centimetre, and but you you can go down to like a mil. Right. If you do, if, you know, if you go down that YouTube rabbit hole, you will see yeah. people painting faces on twenty-eight millimetre models. With that's what I did wonder because I mean, obviously, airbrushes from other which are like quite a big, you know, coverage of area. But obviously, people do amazing things with airbrushes, so you can adjust the the kind of point to do some quite high detailed work. Then, and I obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I've been just using it. We're thinking it's just a glorified, you know, undercoating tool. So, yes. So, for example, you know, painting a little bit of, you know, you see that lovely blend of colours that you can't really get, or you can, but it's quite difficult to do with a brush, you know, going yeah. from transitioning from one colour to another without any obvious lines, you know, that lovely that airbrushed effect. Takes sec- that takes seconds with an airbrush. You know, you do it with a brush, you're, you're talking like 300 layers of glazing, to, you know, yeah. or you, you can do, you know, if you're one of these superhumans who can. Oh, yeah. You've got Patreons, then it might not. Yeah. But for me, immortals, it takes ages. Is the um, is the nick the needle is probably something that I'm assuming gets blocked or lost. It probably sounds like a very easy thing to just you're cleaning it and it goes down the drain or something crazy. No, it's uh, the length of the airbrush. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. That's a relief. I thought it was so like some you, small, you know, no, delicate you, component. No, that'd be a nozzle. Oh, that'd be that a nozzle. That'd be that'd be a nozzle up some part. Of, the small bits are in the nozzle and in the trigger assembly. So. Right. Um, what is really handy is to have one of those little extendable magnets on a stick. Right. You know those little telescopic magnets you can get for old people picking things up off the floor? Like screws and whatnot, or people working in workshops? Yes. They can, <laughs> one of those. 
they can be really useful because if if something drops and you can't find it, you just waft it about a bit until you hear tink, tink. and you either you either go, oh, that's a nail, or you go, ah, oh, there it is. Ah, oh, some 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 doubloons from there. Yes, yes, <laughs> and, and I have done that before. I have dropped Found a trigger assembly, oh. uh, okay, and gone, oh god. Yeah. Um, but the 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 better made airbrushes from the better companies, they have less fiddly triggers. Right. Okay. Like my, okay. my, my H&S is just one piece. It just all drops in. It's dead easy. So just to recap, um, get a, an entry level from a known make. That's the, the advice, yeah. you know, buy cheap, buy twice kind of thing. Um, a sonic cleaner is not essential, um, but if you want to, you can, but generally other kind of thinners are. Different types of paint require different kinds of ventilation, but you do need a mask at all times. Um, but you may need a more serious mask if you're doing that kind of lacquer Cherry red, hot rod red. The, the low, oh, there's a there's a yeah, picture I always wanted to do, which is the there's a um, what's it called? The big beastie corn thing, you know, with the the scorpion looking chap. Oh, the brass scorpion. There's a there's that which is done in this amazing kind of. Tell me, that's Tammy a clear red. Tammy a clear red. I mean, just wow. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Uh, one day, modeling masterclass version one. That's orange with black lines, and then about ten layers of clear red over top. Oh, right. It's a fantastic thing. Anyway, that in the far future. But if you're using those kinds of, I want to assume, anyway, that, you know, if you're using the alkaline, what would you say that? Not the alkaline. The alkaline. The, the, the cell, it's the cellulose stuff. You cellulose stuff, do not stint on your ventilation yeah. for cellulose Super stuff. Be careful with that. Um, in terms of um, brush sizes, oh, sorry, needle sizes, you can adjust them as you go, but you can get two different types. You want to go really crazy detail level. But yeah. fundamentally, it's you're looking at probably... Stick. Stick with a 0.4 or a 0.35. Don't go crazy you know. until you're kind of confident. Yeah. If you're just and undercoating with it, base coating and doing maybe some vague highlighting and whatnot, you don't need a 0.2. It'll just frustrate you because it'll be too small. Gotcha. Cool. So we're looking probably about 200 quid. You need to know how to assemble and disassemble the thing mm-hmm. quite quickly. And you need to practice to get the to, to, to gauge the viscosity of the individual paint that you're using it's not a one yeah. size fits all sort of thing each one could have a different thing and you need to practice on something else first don't just bang it straight onto that you know night papyrin or a warhound titan and think oh man that's that completely stuffed and yeah. so go from there but yeah so that's how you do it right that seems like a sensible place to start yeah so, there's loads of free tutorials for airbrushing on the webs on on, on youtube they might not be miniature specific but the, the techniques of you know getting used to draw, drawing it in curves, getting used to knowing when you point the airbrush where the paint is going to arrive, mm. you know you just got to get used to the to the aim gotcha. kind of thing. And it's just you know what they always say with um, the cartridge paper is sign your name ten times. There you go. Hand write, tip. Write your name with it. And, yeah. You know, then you've got you know you've got your thickness right, and you know you've got your aim right if you can, you know, log- legibly write your name. There you go. Well, anyway, I don't know if I can do that, like, but you know, yeah, well, that's great stuff. Uh, thank you very much, Rob. That's super useful. And uh, as and when I get sufficient, uh, I don't need to buy any big models. I'm going to definitely invest in this. In fact, I'm going to definitely invest in this. I think going forward, maybe get bits over time um, before I do my next kind of big project. I think so. We shall see how that goes. The other thing we want to talk about very quickly is um, oil paint. So. Last last uh, paint shack we talked about using oil paints, and I was you know we were talking in our chat, and you said you need some oil paints if you want to do that kind of effect, and it's really easy. So you shared a, a really great video for me <clears throat> to do oil streaks, right? 
and mm-hmm. super I easy. Did a, one of my uh, <coughs> there was no expense spent in the production budget for that video. Yeah, it was very good. So dutifully, I bought some um, thinners, odorless thinners, the uh, Windsor and Newton one. Um, which you're absolutely right, is odorless. Mind you, my sense of self's pretty much shafted anyway. And is that, is that I, regular or is that not? You know, is that is, that, is it always bad or is that a recent thing? Oh no, it's always bad. It's, it's right, okay. Uh, just check it. It's, it's anyway. Um, and then, and I bought some uh, Winsor Newton oil paint, uh, burnt mm. ochre one, but, burnt umber, yeah. umber rather. Yeah, so lovely. And lo and behold, uh, streaks of oil. Subtle streaks. I didn't go mental. I think it looks a bit weird when you think, well, you know, these things are probably cleaned once in a while. Uh, Unless you're kind of going super chaosy, you you know, I I can imagine that, you know, they probably give them a quick airbrush down, which is why, you know, when you see models that are over weathered, you're thinking, oh, yeah. And they do move as well. So it's like, it's not like it's been sat in the (laughs) garage for, sat outside for 20 years for the rust streaks to develop completely. Just, you know, I I mean, I kind of get it maybe in 40k as well, but, you know, these things, I suppose they would have been around for thousands of years, but they probably, you know, I'm imagining. Maintenance is pretty high high on anybody's army list of things to do, isn't it? If you've got an army of tanks, they need to be in good nick. But yeah, anyway, exactly. they're going to put them through a car wash, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, back to the point. So yeah, little dabs of this stuff. Um, I did find it quite hard not to to get the streak effect. You know, like you did, mm-hmm. like a straight down brush, and it got, you got some lovely streaks. Mine kind of tended to go in a bit more of a mush. So I don't know if I didn't have the thing thin enough. You know, if you, I mean, I didn't have the and some of them had the distinct lines, which looked fantastic. Others mm-hmm. kind of just was like a, a big area, which still gave the effect, but it wasn't quite as cool. I wonder mm-hmm. whether I'd maybe not got the viscosity of the paint right. I would use the paint neat when I do that. Oh, righty-ho. So, so just basically take the paint, dab it on, and then use the sort of yeah. uh, thick, the, the brush that you've cleaned it thinner, but not not wet, and yeah, then just, just damp- and yeah. give it a go. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah, do the but street. Yeah, it looked really great. I'm, I'm super impressed how the difference it made to my model was astonishing. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's a very simple technique, but it half makes a difference, right? It looks it looks proper and um, professional, and in fact, so much so that I even put this on Forge World, and they went, "That looks like a great work in progress," which Forge World said, which they've never done before. So I was like, "Wow!" So clearly, my tutorials uh, with the master of the shed have played off, right? And so uh, anyway. So I was really pleased with that. It was a very easy technique, and I'm, I I need to kind of not be tempted to use it everywhere, though. That's the only thing, because it does – you're thinking, oh, that, oh, I'll just put a little bit of streaking in there, and next thing you know, you look like – you know, say you've been standing outside in you know, some very corrosive atmosphere for 300 years, and it's yeah, about it's, a full like, Where's so, this been living? Talam. Yeah. Uh. So, you know, so there is that. But, yeah, I think it's um, – it's really If you get some different colours, though, as well, you can build up different effect, kind of different – hints of what's been going on you can tell yeah. different stories with the same technique just with different colors so if you've got like um if you next color you get if you get an ultramarine as in the color not the really boring yeah. legion um <laughs> just you know just for when mike's editing just a yeah. little, little dig there um if you mix the two together you, you you'll get almost like a black right. but if if you have a little bit more blue than brown you get like a fuel so um you know, an ultramarine and, you know, a, a few other few other things. And you'll be able to do all sorts of different um, atmospheric effects. You know, you'll be able to tell different stories of what, what's been going on with this vehicle using the same techniques. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is you don't need a lot of it, right? I think oh, I, God, I, no. You, you, you will, need, like, but... a tiniest amount. And I put, like, I was like, oh, crikey, what am I going to do with all this now? The thing is, also, that that's pretty cool, actually. 
that tube is there, it doesn't it doesn't dry so. right so i was actually found that i was like doing the model letting it dry coming back to it doing some more so, mm-hmm. i mean with the same thing that i mixed up some time ago yeah and just like a little bit more thin in there you know and it's just like so i thought that was quite a cool thing because you know it gives you a chance to have a little bit of a pause and then think i mean oh okay we'll do some more there but yeah i, I was super impressed with its technique so long may it continue and with that so there anyway, my success story um if um, I think you shared the video of the oil streaks, um, but if not, we'll make sure they're in the show notes. It's on uh, it's on the Instagram TV, which means it wouldn't share to the face to the face uh, cache. Okay, no worries. I'll, um, um, so I'll see if we can get something sorted there. I can ping anyway, it through on the WhatsApp again, and then if someone else wants to post it on the uh, book of face, then they can. Yep, no worries. Cool. So anyway, thanks very much, Rob, for letting us uh, hang around in your in your shack for, mm-hmm. for another month. Um, Listeners, as always, if there's anything that you would like to ask Rob or uh, curious about in terms of painting, preparation, whatever, um, just drop us a line and we'll be happy to talk about it on this segment. So thanks very much, folks. We'll be on to the next thing. I have no idea what that could possibly be. So there we go. Whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Right. Cheers. Toodles. Okay, and that brings us to the end of a show, and uh, it's been an interesting one, I'll be perfectly honest. Some revelations, some images I'll never get out of my head again. Mental. So this, nice there are only, there are yeah. images of yourself, that doesn't, that doesn't paint a very good picture for the, for the girls. Most of this is going to be, um, unfortunately, on the cutting room floor, but uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'm going to burn burn those files now we you know, that, my, we know we you don't. burn my short-term memory as well <laughs> we know that we don't burn we, we we put it away in the special archive never yeah. to be never to be viewed under uh, you know uh, unless at some point in the future historians will come to because us. someone's gonna someone's gonna get into that and uh, yeah, yeah, they're I gonna say you know the cultural impact of edge of empires was what you know vastly underestimated at its time it's only through the prism of the wisdom of years that we can appreciate its greatness have you got any uncut material who we could share with your devoted many millions of fans? And, yeah, then, and, and, then, and, then, and then, and then, then would be the James time. Holland and Al Murray's grandchildren all <laughs> will both do a podcast about about the, yeah. the missing files. The, the, the all, heresy, all, the all I know podcast. is I have to now burn that sofa. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, right. Uh, so we'd like you to please leave us some reviews on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Links are in the show notes. Give our page a like too. Uh, there's not any reason for that really, other than we like it and it makes us feel good because we've got nothing else going on in our lives. If we're honest, well, we've got seven. Eight, well, I was getting married in like two months. Not even uh, now. Yeah. Getting married next month. I suppose he has a kid as well and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah flipping heck. Yeah, so he needs this validation. <laughs> You've got a charity thing going on in, in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you do, and they've got nothing going on with our lives. But we're fine Hold on, that. steady. I got a, I got an award for my narrative. I'm oh, clinging, right, okay. like, clinging and, on to and, that. And he's got an holiday in Scotland because that's why he's not coming to my bleeding wedding. Who's that? Uh, too? I'll turn. I just turn up. Right, I'm done. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't know because I've not had an RSVP from you, have you? You useless get. No, you haven't. I'll sort that out, mate. I know how annoying that is when people don't do that. Um, yes, I will get mine 
sorted out the things at the wrong house, but yes, I will get it. Oh, did I actually lost, the wrong we actually house? lost Chris. He hasn't yeah. actually, actually left the podcast, I see. That's it, he's out. Is he actually disconnected? I think he's actually disconnected. He's quit the. Is he quit the call? I think he has. I think he has. I think he has. <laughs> oh dear. Well, oh folks, God. This could, um, be, this could be tricky. He does realise that I did send him an invite, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm presuming it oh, arrived. God. Okay. I'm still listening. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, oh, oh yeah. He's here. He's here. He's here. I'm still listening. I just muted oh, my mic. It was. It was going to get know. to a bit like the Beatles. There, I felt like um, you know. George Harrison for a moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, right. Yes. Um, <laughs> your wishes haven't come true just yet. Drama at the end there. People will be like, oh my God, it's like an episode of EastEnders. This. Thing. I've lost yeah, my train of thought. I've lost part. my train of thought. Although right, you're closing the show. You've asked for likes. Yeah. We've been through who, who needs what validation. So let's <laughs> move on to how people can get in contact with us, eh? Yeah, you can get in contact with us, uh, post on our Facebook wall, send a message to that account, or email us at the rush at edge of empire uh, co dot uk, not dot do dot uk, as I accidentally misspelled it this yeah. week. Um, okay, if you want to help out the show, we've got some affiliate links. We have one with uh, um, Audible. So if you sign up to get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them, uh, hopefully Mortis will be up soon enough. Apparently, there's a technical fault with that. Uh, you know for, for stopping you having that um you know you get that with a month's free trial after that 7.99 a month for an audiobook and pretty much all the black library books are on there uh, which is fantastic um you can also become a patreon on the show pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar for which we'll be eternally grateful and uh that that would be awesome and then you can also help us out with a couple of our affiliate links we've got uh, a um link with element games so if you go through the link on our website we'll get a lot we'll get a few pennies as a, as a kickback which helps keeps the lights on and we've also got element crystal codes which are fantastic because if you put in our code um we get crystals but more importantly you get crystals and i don't know about you but those crystals do add up and help really help with postage costs um so uh chris's is chr211 graham's is gra2794 Mine is MIC440 and Rob's is ROB676. Uh, those codes will be in the show notes. And we've also got an affiliate link with The Outpost, a great, lovely little, friendly little gold, like, little gaming store in Sheffield. They are really lovely. And next episode, we're going to have, uh, well, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about fortification. So we're going to talk a little bit about the fortifications that are available to you. Oh, well, sadly, God. quite a few of them are actually... Um, not actually available uh, you, know, you can't buy it, some of them anymore can we put a time limit on the length of discussion that we're allowed to have about the ages defense line please uh, i don't think we're just not going to bother discussing it. i mean it's no. not worth it is it i mean no. who, who takes an ages defense line mugs mugs do that <laughs> absolutely i mean absolutely. we all know we all know how to deal with an ages defense line just deep strike behind it yeah, exactly Exactly. Uh, and we're also having a special list challenge uh, involving the Sweeney. Or was it Zed Kai? <laughs> it was the Sweeney. Oh, it's the Sweeney. Uh, just all I know is that uh, uh, apparently it's uh, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I shouldn't leave the Mills Brothers to produce their own segments. You absolutely shouldn't. It's, you're asking no. for trouble because it, gets, it no. gets into the realms it, of crazy really quickly. It, it started off crazy and it just went from there. I've only met it. 
I've only met Dave once, but where the conversation went from hello and where it ended up not five minutes later before I'd even got my seatbelt on in the car gives some indication as to uh, as, to, as to why that's dangerous. And that's not a, that that's never something that's going to be broadcast on the show either. No. I mean, to be honest, it's never something that you should speak about in polite company. Ever. We spent an hour and 20 minutes. We actually recorded. Did we tell you this? We actually recorded our deliberations for the army list so you can listen to that and see what we think that you thought you were going to do now neither of us knows what the other side of the equation is doing so very keen to find out obviously but we're quite a lot of fun doing that so um, yeah yeah so, so basically basically you've gone rob will want to run up and punch something and michael will want to shoot everything with volkite damn they were listening <laughs> <laughs> i thought we weren't going to share it with them <laughs> We have spies everywhere. Because that is pretty much our our combined MO, isn't it, between me and Michael. Michael will just use any any excuse to shoot Volkite at you, well, we'll, and I will we'll run go up and try and stab you with something. You, you will not believe we, the depths we went to to try and second guess what you're going to do. We're not going to say any more at this point, no. because we've we've already said it elsewhere, um, and and your ears will be filled with that, and your chortle. Um, but we, yeah, we had some ideas. We had to have got quite and, a lot of laughs uh, as well. Actually. It's quite funny. Did, yeah. But yeah. amazing what the three of us can do when we get when we put, when I was actually very impressed with the. I've got to say this, and I'm going to say it on air, not just because you stormed out and had a bit of a hissy fit two minutes ago, <laughs> but I've got to say I was very impressed with my brother Christopher's um, tactical acumen uh, in the whole endeavour. So I was like, oh, that was some did good. I wouldn't sit, have thought of that. Did he just sit in the corner and shout deep strike? No, you know was, what? I he was coming up with some once. absolute, absolute bit belters. Like, bit like Matt Damon. Just deep strike. <laughs> deep strike. No, I've got to be honest. I it didn't was, even um, bring up uh, assault squads. Actually, I brought up assault squads. I didn't bring up uh, yeah. deep strike at any point. Anyway, enough has been said. Everyone will hear that. Thank you. Yeah, but so there you go. It was a pretty good fun. Anyway, before we actually move on, just want to say, actually, we also have somebody else just to mention, uh, Clifford or Charlie Clifford Brown. Um, He's also added to our Patreon this month, so thank you very much for that. Came up with quite a cool idea for uh, what we're going to do potentially in the future. I forgot to mention it in August scanner, so I thought I'd just chuck it in now. Awesome, fantastic. Okay, well, and 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 Anthony Little will be judging the list challenge. He will oh, yes, be, he will be, won't he? Let's, yes. let's not fail to mention the fact that it's not us making the decisions this time round. Would, we would not have come to a decision between us. There would have been okay. handbags at dawn. So it would have been the end. Yes. Um, so we, we've got a, a, an impartial uh, judge and uh, <laughs> jury and executioner. Ju- yeah, jury and executioner. <laughs> judge Judy but and made, executioner. So judge Judy. basically, because <laughs> if it does cause the end of the show, you know who to blame, and yes. it's only going to be one person. So yeah. yeah, not us, obviously. Not us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> judge, okay. yeah, blame Judge Judy. Yeah. Awesome. Right, fantastic, fellas. I will see you. Uh, I will speak to you all later, and. Um, uh, we'll speak to the audience. I don't know. We, I don't like to speak to the do audience. We, do we, without, without turning into another production on air show, any <laughs> clues about next month? Anything tickle your fancy? Well, we don't have to worry about that now because this is another. Don't have to worry about this now. We'll talk about that another time. There's, of course, there's two closes. Well, yeah. There's two closes. next month. I thought, we'd say, I thought we'd already said we were doing fortifications anyway. No, that's this month. Is that this month? Oh, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. Production meeting over. Have a lovely couple of weeks folks till we next talk about what we're going to close on the following month <laughs> all right bye-bye. bye 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 classic